0: Here we go, Red Gerard. Red won the Olympics at age 17. Since then, he's basically been just on a rocket ship for success in snowboarding. The thing that I admire about Red is the fact that nothing has changed about him since he won the Olympics. He's still humble, he's still cool, he's still a little punk kid. We kind of need that in snowboarding. In this episode, Red pulls the curtain back to the contest scene a little bit. He also tells an absolutely incredible story about crossing the border in Canada that will guaranteed have you laughing your ass off. But before we get into it, I just wanna let you guys know that we are restocked on hoodies at bombhole.com. We got tons of Red Gerard signed prints available at bombhole.com. And just hot off the press, we got some unstructured bombhole hats finally in. So if you're looking to support the podcast Head on over to bombhole.com, get yourself some merch, and without further ado, let's get into it. Episode 27, Red Gerard.
1: You are listening to the Bombhole. Bombhole podcast.
2: It's going to be very hot. It's going to be very uncomfortable for everybody.
1: The <laughs> Bombhole.
0: going to slide down them big hills, you know what I mean, on the big nice burgundy snowboard. Okay, okay, here we go. Another bomb hole, another week. Stony Buds, how we doing,
2: my friend? I'm all right, dog. Got a $3,000 water bill today in the mail. Ooh. Okay. Harsh go, but I'm still Ooh. doing all right. I will fight the people on that the water company. We'll take okay. care of it. Okay.
0: Yeah, that. we'll have to dispute that. We're going <laughs> to have to It's going to be that. a dispute. Okay. Well, we got uh Mr. Red Gerard. Red, what is happening?
3: Yeah, dude. Hype to be on here. Thank you guys for having me. Been a big fan of the show. I've been you know loving the drive been doing a lot of drives lately so i've been catching up on it but uh yeah i'm doing good man just up in park city getting ready for the season so
1: yeah
0: well we are more than happy to have you in the booth uh current uh olympic gold medalist is good it's just like it's just like it's got a good ring to it right good tone thanks
3: yeah current not you know we'll see the next one
0: (laughs) (laughs) so i kind of want to jump back to your family i mean people talk about it a lot but you got like you guys got like a litter of kids. Like what are we yeah, talking? Litter. Are we talking double digits? We what do have a litter. We do have a litter.
3: I think that's my mom's plan is to get double digits. Really? But no, no, I don't know. But uh, yeah, there's seven of us, including me. Um, hopefully another one uh, on the way. We're looking to my mom's looking. My parents are looking to adopt their first child. If they so. adopt
2: adults, I'm in. Yeah, <laughs> for real. <laughs> We put Stony Bud. Yeah, yeah, there's
3: no no photographer in there. We got Kai, the filmer, you know. But there's no photographer. Let's do it. Tell your
2: mom I'll move there, become the family photographer. It's on. (laughs) Let's Let's do it. it. Yeah, like that.
0: Stony Bud (laughs) Gerard. Yeah, got a good ring. So down. There's a
3: perfect in our, you know, like at the at the house. We got this basement, you know, a little lock off. Be your jam, bro. Yeah, yeah, be your jam. Tell your mom, dude. uh You know,
0: Bud. He used to be a chef too yeah right they already got a chef and in then the your, family. And your
3: no sis. no she could use it like assistant though you know that could be your sous chef Yeah, that's the big thing right now my family my it's kind of like a family run thing my sister so you know like my parents are looking to uh looking to travel a little bit more with my little sister and but my dad does all the cleaning for her and my mom does all this work so they're, they're looking around you could have a job position maybe
2: so your sister's food site so big that she's employing the family
3: yeah, she's employing a couple of the family. Couple Kai, family. Kai does all of her videos, my brother Malachi. Um,
2: I would fit in good there. Like, you guys need a yeah. photographer. <laughs> two, two of my
3: cousins work for, like, her social media side. She's like, man, thanks, Tegan. She does help out to the fam.
0: That's cool. Right. You guys eating good over there? We're eating good. Yeah, yeah you get to sample good. the it's recipes? Cool.
3: Yeah, for sure. We uh, definitely sample them. She, does, she cooks, like, I mean, at times, like, a lot of the stuff you see, it's only – that's, like, her third try. So we'll just – the fridges are, like, all loaded at all times. So a lot of it's just leftover stuff that we just reheat.
0: Well, what I'm wondering is, does she, like, sit you guys down for, like, an interview process as far as hiring a filmer? Does she check references <laughs> no. or you just kind of, is it a shoe? She
3: should. She should. I know. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. But, uh, no, she she's always trusting Kai. Like, her and Kai get along really well. And, you know, like, a lot of the time she hasn't really worked with, like, a lot of filmers and stuff. So Kai will, like, tell her, you know, like – you just be straight up with her, and like, hey, that was that one wasn't good, and she appreciates that. So
0: for for Honesty. the listeners and viewers that don't know, you should explain the extent of her fame, dumb. With yeah, gamedum.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. funny. People are always asking, you know, like they they hit up my Instagram to get to Teague, and I'm like, that's respect, you know, like, that's <laughs> dope, that's dope. But uh, yeah, she's just hit two million followers yesterday, so yeah, she's she's hyped. She's um, real horn for that. She's doing good for sure, and it's really cool to see her transition into you know this like almost media person now you know like it seems like just yesterday where like she was you know she wasn't doing too great in school she wasn't really liking a lot of her friends that she was hanging out and she really used food to you know act out in that i guess in that case you know like get outside of her her box and now she's on good morning america doing flights to new york and la like every other day so it's it's full on this like kind of famous thing it's pretty funny Sick.
2: That's crazy. What's it called? Half baked harvest? Half
3: baked harvest. Nothing Dude. to do with THC or anything. She yeah, gets Colorado, that question. She gets that question like all the time. And finally our family's like, do it. Make some brownies. Like people are gonna be hyped. You should just do it. Yeah,
2: that that's some rotto shit too. Yeah, yeah that's
3: the,
0: some rotto <laughs> loves that shit. Well, uh, I was also talking to another sibling years, Kai, mm. and uh he's kinda was saying that this mm. Like, throw you under the bus. But uh he was wondering what your nicknames were, if you could remember as a kid, yeah. if you want to talk about some D- of these ones.
3: Dur, red, ba- yeah, I'll talk dur, red backwards. <laughs> nom, nom, dur, I think, yeah, nom, dur, I think is my name again, backwards. I don't know, you know. But, uh yeah, they, they did, they had some funny ones. They had this, they made this Instagram account called Red Doing Stuff that made me so angry. <laughs> so it's like, you know, like, almost puberty time for me. I'm like, you know, I just got on, like, all these companies and stuff, and they're posting photos of, like under the door of me taking a poop, and my feet don't hit the <laughs> ground. You know, <laughs> they're just they just roasted me. So yeah, I mean, now I'm hyped. I look back on it; it was a blast. But That's yeah, good
0: for you. That's, That's what you.
2: older brothers are for, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, they keep so you grounded. on them, So hyped on Sometimes them.
0: Sometimes I see a person,
2: and I'm like, you never had an older sibling. That yeah, it's a thing for sure. You know, you never got your ass kicked by yeah. your brother and got made fun of. It's and thing. Th- I
3: think about all the stuff you know, like they used to like throw me from. You know, back when we used to live in Cleveland, with the stair set and then a gap to the couch, marble table to the left, and they used to throw me from the stairs onto the couch. I'm Like marble table here. Early you know? air awareness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe that was the key. Yeah, you know.
2: How come all the uh, a lot of you guys all look different in the family? I don't know. It's maybe ask my trip. parents. Uh. Yeah, it's, it's a great mystery. <laughs> they, they get that go, question right? all the time. Everybody looks. Different. I look
3: nothing like my dad. I guess my mom was telling me too. My dad brought it up the other day. He's like. Me and Red are just no... Like, we just haven't... We don't look like each other at all. You <laughs> Your know? dad was saying Yeah, that. yeah.
2: It's funny. Your he dad's is. an OG, man. Yeah, he's cool.
3: Up. He's really <laughs> cool, cool, for sure.
0: Uh, every time I get to talk to him, it's a pleasure. Yeah. Um, kind of to jump forward a little bit. It's kind of cool thinking about you. We always saw you as a little bobblehead kid cruising <laughs> around, right? Like, child prodigy from a young age. And then when we were you know, talking last night, you kind of talked about, uh, there was almost a switch where you used to ride for fun. And then at a certain point in time, you're like, started doing well. And right, you know,
3: yeah, totally. I mean, there was definitely, you know, like I just did contests and stuff. And I really never did any contests up in like I did a few USA essays and stuff. And I feel like there's almost like a blank in my mind for three years, what happened, but like I did USA essays, like seven years old, 10 years old and stuff. And then I got put on the US, U.S. team when I was 13, and that's when I really started doing, like, the Rev Tours and the Grand Prix and all that, and I did all those. And for sure, yeah, there was, like, a little switch-up where it was like, dude, I'm just having fun. I don't really, like, it's cool. Dude, when we were kids, we had the sickest life on the U.S. team. It was so dope. We were traveling from country to country, just making the coaches angry and stuff, and it was, it was hilarious. Like, me and Brock used to get into so much trouble. How old so at fun. the time were you? 13, we started traveling to, like, all these countries, but like sixteen, like me and me and Brock are always messing around, like going out past our our bedtimes and stuff. We used to like turn off our phones and just <laughs> go out, and then you know, like just so like walk. Get or- yeah, right, right. It was so it was so dumb, and when when I think we used to always be so angry, and I'm like, why, why, why won't you guys just let us go like out after bedtime? And I'm like, and I think back on it now, I'm like, well, you're sixteen years old, and you're in a euro country, and technically, we're your like parents, so like it makes a lot of sense to me. But it was a blast. We had a really good time, but, um, yeah, to answer your question, then, uh, basically, the kind of Olympics, you know, I, I, like, got put in my head where it's, like, you're on, like, a bigger bigger scale now, and you're, like, talking to cameras and stuff, so you just want to make your sport look good, you know. You want to get people involved, which I think snowboarding, there's a lot of lack in that, you know. I mean, when you look at snowboarding from an outside perspective, it's, like, uh, two grand before you go ride, maybe, maybe, probably more, probably way more. Before you even get on the hill, so you got to get try to get kids motivated somehow. And if my words can help, I just want to come off good.
0: Well, it totally seemed like there was a almost um, a switch where you're like maybe you're competing, you're doing like third, fourth, fifth, right. and then you, then all of a sudden it seems like you're like oh shit, I can win, <laughs> right? That's there's there was am I yeah. putting words in your mouth? No, dude, right? for
3: sure, and that that definitely was a thing. I was like, yeah getting, you know, solid. I was I, I was always so content with making finals and stuff, and then you get one taste of, like, the podium or, like, the, you know, of winning something, and, you know, for some people it's like, oh, that was cool, and some people are like, I'm addicted. And it was a little bit like that for me, I think. I think it took a few contests for me to be addicted, but now I, like, look at all these contests, and I'm like, dude, I, like, it's a runner's high, you know, you're hyped on it, you're really hyped on it, and someone, someone that always helped me with, like, noticing that was Chaz Goldman, dude guys a king and Oh he get he needs a big goddamn area Chuck
0: big G yeah. the
3: sickest and I started working out with him um when I was right after the Olympics actually and I, I really didn't notice this until after the Olympics, like how much I actually like doing contests and all this. But he was really cool. He's like, dude, like you're in this such a cool spotlight right now where you can make, you know, a good amount of money and it's not gonna be there for long. It could be there for a year, it could be there for ten years, but it's not gonna be a while that you're you're doing that. So uh, I, I really just tried to listen to his words and, you know, try try to just do it good.
0: Chuck cheese, life coaching, Chuck slash e. cheese. Sl- yeah. Chuckie cheese, <laughs> AKA Chuck G uh, life coaching <laughs> slash personal trainer. I can't talk right now, but uh, yeah, I'd like to sign up for that. Yep. Dude. It
3: was sick. I like we, I, I would go over there every day of the week and go work out with him in his backyard. Cause he had a little gym that he was setting up and, it was so cool because, like, a lot of these trainers, you know, they're like, yeah, football, let's get you big, you know, let's do this. Like, let's not get your knees healthy, you know. So he was like, he knew every, he knows the body well, so he knows, like, every muscle, you know, that you want for snowboarding. It was super snowboard driven.
2: I'll Which is you. what you needed. And
3: better than that, even, it was like, for me, it was like a mental health, you know. Like, he was just talking me through all of his stories. That's such cool stories. So I'm a big story guy. I love love hearing, like, the past past time and all of that in his snowboarding career. So
0: Chaz is an OG. OG. Big time. Yeah. Which kind of makes me want to pivot into the direction that I would like to see snowboarding go, okay? Because, you know, I watch football. I watch baseball, right? right? And you look and you look at, uh, you know, Jose Canseco. You look at McGuire, right? All of a sudden, mm. these guys start using steroids. They're hitting home runs all over the place, okay? <laughs> And I don't know. Like personally, I would love to see. I'd like to be an advocate for steroid use in snowboarding. I'd like just to see, see what it does. Just see, you know, I'd like to see a couple of people start juicing. Maybe we start seeing five. What's what's past quad? Is there a five? five?
3: Quintaka, quint uh, Maybe a couple. Is
2: that what Is that what it's called? Uh,
3: Pentuple. <laughs> I know. I think is one. A Kentucky
2: cork. Yeah. What's it? Kentucky cork. Kentucky. Is that what it is? You could call it that.
3: I don't know. Dude, it would. I've, we've actually, so like me and my friends have had talks, not not talks. Like we're doing steroids <laughs> or whatever. You know, we get drug tested. So we can't, but we're like, like, what would steroids actually even help us? Like, what is it going to do? Like, what, what's the deal behind this?
0: Okay, I got a question for you. Hypothetical. Uh, let's say steroids are legal in competition. Who do you think the first person is
2: to get juice? To just kind Perot. of jump
3: on? I mean, right? Pro. I think Max Perot okay, is going yeah. in, you know? Other than that, I think Corning's a close second. Yeah. Um, okay. Fuck, put me in third. I'm in. Hey, let's do go. Well, if they're doing it, if I can land at the bottom it. of a jump and just bang, <laughs> let's do it, dude.
0: Maybe I'll go to one of these FIS meetings and try to appeal the right. You know, try to get steroids in there just for right. the sake of progression. Oh, you would for for love an FIS meeting, man.
3: They're they're hilarious. Yeah.
2: What goes on?
3: Uh, it's just Well, you know, they call it a rider's meeting, but it's a coach's meeting. You know, there ain't one rider in there. So, like, I, me and my friends have kind of made it, like, a, a little bit of a goal of ours to go into the rider's meeting. Because we're always, like, complaining, like, oh, we don't like the judging on this. We don't like that. We're like, well, what are we going to do to change it? We're not doing shit. You know, we're just saying this. You know, so, like, let's go to a rider's meeting. Let's actually, like, talk about it. And it, it started to change, like, a little bit. Like, helping. we'll go to it. Yeah. Because, dude, it's, it's quite – it's kind of crazy. Like, those – the judges look at that thing as, like, a, a vacation for them. They're not getting paid good at all. You know, uh, like, they're not, you know, we need, like, for there to be, like, a totally fair contest where, like, you know, like the judging's all right and everything, like, those guys need to be on a year salary where they can actually study snowboarding in the summer and stuff. You know, like, those guys, they're working all other jobs. Like, How are you going to be a professional of judging snowboarding if you're working another job and that's your vacation, you know? That's so, so true. I feel
0: it. It almost seems like to me the scoring is based way more heavily on the jumps. Like, the rails are kind of like an Yeah, absolutely. On, right? Would you agree?
3: Absolutely, yeah. And that's like, yeah, totally. It, it really is. Like, I don't really have a whole ton to say just because it, it definitely is, you know.
0: I'll tell you, when I watch Luke Winkleman, for example, right. go through and he does a like a switch when he tail press back three. You that's know? not getting noticed. That's it's, the
3: same as a half-cat back three in yeah, their mind. Yeah, and you know? I'm like
0: thinking, this guy's going 12 o'clock, boys, on the press. <laughs> <laughs> like, but maybe they don't know. But yeah, that's like kind of the OG right. ass right there, dude.
3: I completely agree, and that's why you know, like, I love the U.S. Open this year. They split it. You know, they split it up with a rail in the middle. Um, all that's just really good. I think. But, also,
0: I noticed that sometimes they don't get docked, like you know, for grabbing boot. I've noticed as totally. Well. Like you know, oh like, dude, that's they a let thing. That one thing. That's
3: definitely a thing, or like other grabs necessarily. Like mm-hmm. as much as like. You think that's going to change it. It really doesn't change it that much, you know, as much as you would want and I'm guilty of it. Like I I stick with my grabs. I'm like, I you know, like doing a triple cork, guys, cork yeah, with a different same grabs. Right, doing a triple cork with a different grab is insane and then you look at these Euro riders and they're like messing around like dude, Marcus Cleveland, he does that for fun. Like he just wants to switch around with grabs, you know. All these there's so many riders that are just so talented with all that.
0: You know what I think would be a cool direction at least for one event a year? It's like a normal slope style event Whatever three four jumps, one of the jumps under seven twenty. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See what people come up with. Totally, like, it'd be kind of fun. Right, right. I, f-
3: my thing. I've been. I want to do like like the peace park setup. Like we should just do a contest that way. I think it'd be so cool. There's, I you know, there's so many, so many conversations of like how you could you know switch it around, but
2: but it know. doesn't always happen. Huh? It never really happens. Right. You know,
3: it's hard. It's there isn't like a whole ton of money surrounding it. So you know, like. It's pretty easy to stick with the same thing, I think, if it's working.
0: You know. Let's just get into this. I know you're probably sick of talking about it, but we kind of got to check the box, and that's the fact that you won the damn Olympics, <laughs> right? And I got to admit, I was I was actually sitting in this chair, and I was like, I'm gonna watch Reds. I'm gonna watch Reds recap video of his run, and then I watched it, and then after your mom comes up and uh, congratulates you, yeah. I had I had a freaking tear coming down my face, man. She's like, I'm so proud of you yeah. <laughs> That's like dude. Dude,
3: it was a crazy time for sure. Like I was so, so young. And it doesn't seem like that long ago, but I was so young, my my mind has changed so much, like like matured so much since then, you know. Like back then I was a complete shit in a way, you know? Like I like I remember I won the first Mammoth Olympic qualifier. So like at that point it was like it was pretty on from there you know like you just had to get one they said you get two top threes you're guaranteed to go um but that's out of america so like if i made one more final i was kind of in to go to the olympics and that was the year before the actual olympics and i remember that summer and coming into like that christmas my parents took me down to this like coffee shop and we talked about it because i was like i was totally on the filming so i was like i don't really want to do this anymore like i'm kind of I'm kind of done with it. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it, it was fun and stuff, but I just have a lot more fun filming. I can express my snowboarding a lot better. And they're like, we get that completely. Like, you you do what you what you want. But, like, for us, can you just, like, can you go to the Olympics? Can you, like, try your hardest? And then after that, you can go do whatever you want. But, like, we grew up watching the Olympics. And, like, you know, we want you to go there. It's going to be a cool, really cool learning lesson. And I'm, I'm very happy I did. And, you know, it got me that, like, addicting feeling to, to contest for sure.
0: Yeah, I I've, I've heard uh I've heard James Jackson explain. It. I was asking him one time about um Scotty James and he was like I was like how is he how does he do it? And and James essentially said he's like I think Scotty's addicted to winning. Yeah. You know, it's a real thing, huh?
3: Dude, it completely is. It's like the cool like the feeling you get out of that whole day you wake up that morning you're like I got something to do actually today. Like I, it's not like I'm just going to go snowboarding. like I got something to do. Like this is going to be cool. And then you're doing practices and stuff, and you're on, you're not on, you know all this, and then, yeah, it's 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 a really cool feeling.
0: Now, is there a psychology between not over practicing? Like a lot yeah. of people, like you want your graph to be going up, your confidence right. levels. You don't want to land your run too many times and then not do it in the finals, right? Uh, yeah,
3: I used to be like that for sure. I used to do back 14s like a lot of my practice, and I do do my run, fall and back 14 right away, you know. But uh, I think like Haley Lang is prime example of that. Like, you know. She, I watch her, she does practices, she won't do anything in all the, like, Axiom's three practices, won't do anything, front threes, back threes, and then, like, you know, and then she'll put this pressure on her the day, that practice before qualifiers, she'll, like, kind of go off, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, why don't you just practice a little bit here, and, you know, then you can, like, just put together a sick run, you know, and she, she does, she pulls it together every time, so it's really cool, but there is a total thing like that, you know, like. I don't know, like for me in practice, right before qualifiers, I always start off everything with a straight-air run, like 50-50, straight-air run, just see how everything's floating and just work your way up. But I don't do my run more than twice.
0: Mm-hmm. And do you, about it. do you do your run, or do you do like a back 10 instead of a 14?
3: I, I used to not do my run at all, and then, you know, I've like talked <laughs> talk to a few people, and I'm like, yeah, I should probably just be doing my run, you know? And then so I do my run like right before last practice run, and then once I do my run, I just kind of straight-air and freak around after that.
0: You guys do good methods. Yes. Uh, that's like not, me. not me not me Brock's right. got a good
3: method Haley's got a good method I work on it I, I think they it.
0: should televise practice personally because me yeah. when I go to these events and jam I watch session. I watch mm. the practice that's the that's the best dude, part dude it's cool huh it's fun like, I've seen up.
3: people like oh, well I guess I, like dude I've warmed up and I've done like basically my run first run you know mm-hmm. so it's like it's really cool well, I agree like that whole X Games doing the jam session that basically they should just film practice and have someone you know like a PBR peanut butter P- P- jelly rail jam they should just do it that way you know what, but
0: what was your analogy for practice you told me uh last night on the phone oh, with regard to moto
3: oh oh dude it's like straight up that's how it is whether it's you know like two days before the contest the practice but like yeah sure you got three hour practice go as hard as you can dip get out of there you're done <laughs>
0: and, and that analogy is for people that ride dirt bikes basically in like the ama supercross and stuff right. They they open the the track up and then these guys hammer out some practice motos and then that's all they ride for the whole day. And that's that's what people don't realize about contests. No, where it's not like, oh, we're going to the resort, we're riding all day. It's like, yeah. like you hit 80-foot jumps, you can only hit them for an hour and then 45 and then you're yeah. out or something.
3: Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's like a good way to think about your tricks a little bit too. I don't know, like when you're going into it, you can get distracted and stuff. So if you just kind of like focus on the amount of time you have in practice and stuff, you're like, all right, let's get my tricks going. And done just ban- It sounds so jockey saying this, but <laughs> I don't know. That's how it works, I guess.
2: <clears throat> do you yeah, ever it's... not want people to see your tricks and your run? Like, do you guys play that game up there, or do you just just let it all no,
3: out? No, I'm a complete copier is what I am. Oh, like, yeah, 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 I, like, watch people. For, <laughs> I, I watch people, and I'm like, damn, that's a sick You're line. You're like, that that's looks dope. good. No, I just try to, like, plan out my run, like, see what people are hitting, I'll try to hit the other thing. I don't know, that's just always what I've – because, like, I think judges, that's the one thing that, like – I think judges do have, like, uh, they notice a lot if someone's hitting a different rail. Whether yeah, it's, whether it's even, open. like, a box or not, whether it's the easiest rail or not, you know.
2: At the Open, you had some creative lines, right, that were different, maybe?
3: Yeah, well, not, not like, this year was mandatory side hits, but, yeah, like, uh, I always try to hit the side hits. No, but I always, like, I always, especially the last, like, three, four years, they've always put the side hits there. And I, I always try. Like I, I kind of have like a little bit of a halfpipe background and I respect halfpipe riding so much. So That's dope. Seems like I, you, uh,
0: you have the best side hit trick out of everybody. That, that's huge. Yeah, there. it's because
3: people haven't practiced. And once they practice them, I'm going to be down in the dirt. <laughs> and I need to, yeah, All those guys are at sauce fair right now. They're just like boom, front double ten, easy all day. Well, but, Going yeah.
0: back to the moto uh, mentality, I've heard a lot of people that put up the best times in moto on their practice, but then when the, the main event comes, they're not able to, yeah. to race. Look, dude, and, Chase
3: that, Sexton he always puts up the fastest time. Yeah, you're and, right.
0: And then you go, like, for for somebody like yourself that's doing slope-style competitions, do you feel like that happens with other riders where they're, like, nailing it in practice, can't put it down? And also, do you thrive on the oh, pressure? Do you? Who's, who's the
3: king? Yeah, Yuki Kodono's the king of that. He's, he's the king of practices. Every time, puts down... He's got the tricks that he's got... He's got the most insane run every single time, but then he practice. I don't know. Maybe he practices them too much. I don't know what it is, but there's there's definitely a practice king. That's like a thing going around in every contest. Someone's the practice king.
0: The anti Allen Iverson. Yeah, the anti.
3: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah.
0: (laughs) When the time comes and you're in finals and you're two runs down and you're like in tenth place and you've got to land your shit like. Do you thrive on that, or are you like, okay, time to go to work? What's your vibe?
3: I've been trying to become more of that person a little bit, but just because it's it's cool, and you can, like, relate that to life, you know, when you're under, the like, pressure, you know, try to perform. I've been trying to become that, and it's, like, cool to focus on. I would not say I'm that person, but I'm trying to work on it. Like, someone that is like that, though, is Mark Morris. I mean, he's proven himself to the day.
0: Let's give him a damn air horn.
3: The biggest air horn, dude. He's sick.
2: Do you okay. have a bigger air horn?
0: I don't have a bigger one, but I do <laughs> actually have a guest question presented by Solomon um, from Mark McMorris. So let's get into that right now. Mark McMorris calling in, second-time caller, actually, longtime listener, Red Gerard. I have a quick question for you, a couple questions, actually. How was your 20th birthday? Where were we? What were we getting up to? And can you please share that playlist with me? Oh, that playlist!
3: I got him. That took me a second. Yeah, uh, 20, 20th birthday. We were in uh, Mount Hood, Oregon, doing finishing up the Burton One World project. Uh, very psyched for it. It was a really cool way, you know. Like Mount Hood, the perfect credits part. You know, like I, I love that idea. Everyone's having a blast. You know, it's summertime. Um, that's where my twentieth twentieth uh, birthday was, but. I remember, you know, we woke up that morning, we are all having a blast and uh someone gave me a speaker and I was put in my pocket and Jared Elston made this playlist called 420 month for all of us and it's just jaw hits, only jaw hits and it was awesome. <laughs> I just boarded, we we bored all day listening to it. It was great. Well, yeah. G-
2: give me a, a Did You say jaw hits?
3: Jaw yeah, Jaw Rastafari. Rastafar, yeah, Rastafari jaw though. I like jaw. I like nine jaw.
2: loves that yeah, shit. Yeah, that's dope. What kind of slappers we talking yeah, about? Are we here? talking more like classic reggae or? No, no, like Billy like
3: Bajone. Oh, oh, yeah. There,
2: that playlist has been going along with Around the Boys for a while. That, I bet that it's that been dude. going around. Yeah,
3: Brock, yeah. every time you're with Brock, he puts it on, I'm like, oh, on. enough.
2: <laughs> and, uh, yeah, who else? Yeah, Brock and, I think I don't remember who else, Brandon Davis. Brandon I think, loves introduced that, song, that yeah. Yeah, maybe, yeah. I don't know. That shit's good, though. Have yeah, it's really that? good.
0: I haven't. If it's a public playlist, I'd like you should put in the show notes we got everybody yeah. can, can give get it, a it in the show notes. Share it <laughs> we'll have to Spotify. hit him up and get
2: it, and we'll release it. Right. Yeah. But yeah, that
3: was a really cool birthday. It was really fun, especially, you know, like we all went through that, like two months or whatever, just quarantine stuff, and you know, probably weren't even safe, you know, seeing everyone. But it was really cool to see everyone, and you know, talk to everyone, see how their summer's been going, and yeah, get a little bit of action. You were there reaction.
2: for two months. No, no, but oh. with quarantine. We oh, haven't seen gotcha. anyone
3: for two months. So it was really cool to talk to it's everyone. To hang. Yeah, hang.
2: And
0: so shred. let's talk about this One World movie. So Burton's making a vid.
3: They're making a vid, yeah.
0: How'd you do this year? Yeah,
3: I would say I'm I'm not amazingly happy with my riding, but I'm okay happy, you know. But yeah, I, I we had a blast. And it was really cool, you know. Like, I definitely grew up in, you know, the era of watching, like, Mikey Renz and Mark Solers and all these guys do, like, going out in Whistler and just putting it up and... You know, and then we went on, like, a nice blank there where it was, like, three, four years where they didn't really do a whole ton. So to just say in my career that I've been a part of, like, a Burt movie is massive to me. You know, I grew up watching them, and I'm really, really hyped on, uh, really hyped on it.
0: Well, that's perfect because they actually sent over uh, one clip of Red Ooh. from, I oh, believe this it. is Jackson Hole. Advanced we're we're getting a, uh, a bomb hole exclusive leak <laughs> from One World here, <laughs> wow. and we're going to hit play. Here we this go. This is exciting.
1: Drop
0: in. For the listeners, it's a clip of uh, Red hiking through the snow right now. Whoa.
3: Now he's dropping. Rafe on the drone. Yeah, some Ten serious Rafe. droney. Three, maum-y. two, one. Rock with the voice.
1: <laughs> ah! Oh!
2: Wow. Fuck yeah, Red! Yeah. yeah, Reggie. Woo! Stompy, like that was a serious Woo! landing. <laughs> that's what we call a certified heat. Maker. Yeah,
3: that's I call that place My-
2: like. That's My brain like, doesn't work that fast. What was the trick?
3: That was Switchback 10. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was hyped on that clip. It was, like, probably one of the only, sw- like, switch-to-switch switch tricks I've filmed. But I always think of that zone, Mosquito and Jackson Hole, as, like, mm. the rail gardens of the backcountry. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. I thought that place got closed down or something. No, I don't think so. I mean, mm-hmm. Still good. going on the T, parking That's lot T. Ricky's,
0: uh, Travis Rice's little that's, honey That's, hole. Yeah, yeah, little yeah, honey
3: that's honey hole. it. Yeah, that's it. That's all. I'm the, you know, that's, like, that's the zone.
0: I that was looking at that good. jump, and I noticed – I've hit that jump before. That thing's mm-hmm. incredible. Mm-hmm. What's said the name come? of it?
3: Boner Jam, I think is what yeah. they call it. <laughs> Boner
0: Jam. <laughs> yeah. Great name, whoever named that, by the uh, way. Dude, I,
3: I don't know. I got yeah, Nils. I mean, Bodie's put it up on that. Nils has put it up on that. Bodhi so Captain many. Double. On yep. That. Captain Double in a snowstorm, too. Mm-hmm. Like, so, insane. I was noticing, it looked Boner like, Jam. were you
0: guys having a hard time making the landing? I, was yeah, we were short spot. tracking it I for sure a little bit. Uh, okay, because that thing. It puts you in nicely. That
3: might have been a little bit like laziness on our part. We (laughs) could have. We need a couple more blocks. It was like one of those situations that everyone knows that like, okay, we need to start a little bit higher, but yet we start from the same spot every time. But yeah, I don't know. It kind it it was fun jump. It was a good. That was like one of our first jumps of the movie. So that's killer.
0: Yeah, I have a I have some info for the premiere of One World. I believe it's uh ten twenty three. And that's the world premiere, and it's at a drive-in movie theater. Yeah, I think Red Rocks, Denver. Yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It should be cool. I mean, you know, th- when they when they said that we're doing a movie again, the first thing that came to my mind was, like, premiere. Like, we're let's get on a bus. Let's do this. and be a blast. So, unfortunate that we can't fully do that, but I think it's going to be awesome. Red Rocks is a beautiful setting. You know, it's, like, right in Denver, Colorado. It's beautiful. So, I think it's going to be really cool. Was Just there always it.
2: a drive-in at Red Rocks, or they set it up? No, special? see, I'm
3: really con- – yeah, I've I've been to Red Rocks for, like, some other number premieres, but you sat down, so I don't yeah, know how the drive in going to work. like,
2: setting up, setting up in the parking area or something. Yeah. That's, yeah. Kinda, that's a good idea. Who's sitting on the heat for this movie? Yeah. yeah.
3: Sitting on the heat? I don't know, really, you know. Like, I, I – I, Ben. I mean, I would say Ben Ferguson's doing it really good. I mean, Brock had an amazing part. Danny had an amazing part. But if – yeah, I'm not talking about one person that – Always amazes me with his snowboarding, is Ben. He's just, he's, when you're watching him, you're, like, visually, just kind of a little mindfucked. Like, how'd that even work out? Kills it.
0: He seems like he's got that powerhouse pop when he hits a jump. It's like, he's, like, blast. He um. does, yeah. That
3: dude's got a method right there. Right. I don't know if he was the one, this is another good, good advice. I don't know if he was the one that told me this or not, but he's like, dude, when you're coming into a landing, just, like, I'm landing this no matter what. You know, like, just have your legs ready, and that's him. Every time I feel like... Every time he hits a jump, I'm like, oh, he's gonna land. Yeah, he's got this. What's That's good
0: what's advice. your? Uh, I was talking to Alex, who was there for all the stuff mm-hmm. you guys did in Jackson and Mosquito and some mm-hmm. of the backcountry stuff. Uh, Alex Andrews, and he was saying that you land every time you go off the jump. <laughs> what's your what's your ratio? Let's talk percentage. Not of land. me.
3: My ratio, yeah. oh, dude. It, not every time for sure. I think that was first try, which was you know a rare. It was one. FT. I think so. I did switch back five on it before, but, yeah, I think I that was that one. No, it wasn't first try, actually. Sorry. Excuse me. The third try. But uh, I'd say my ratio is, like, halfway, you know, meet it right in the middle.
0: Batting, uh, batting 500, they call that in baseball. Do they?
2: Batting 500. Nice. Yeah. I did not know that.
0: You know what would be nice is if somebody was keeping track of the statistics, right. guys hitting backcountry jumps, their percentage of jumps to lands, and you could kind of – you know, figure out somebody's ERA and everything that like that. That would be that. pretty sick. Right. That'd be fun, you know. Yeah, would, Who's got the best uh landing average in the crew?
3: <sighs> landing average in the crew? I'd say the person that always gets clips, like, I, I don't know about landing average, but the person that's always scoring clips is, like, Danny. Just because, like, his turn is, like, you know, it's something out of a book. It's so perfect. And then, yeah, he lands on jumps, like, every time as well. So I'd say he's pretty up there. But if we're talking about, like, Personally, my, my favorite like snowboarder that just seems like he always lands seems like Torsen's Horgmo. He's landed nine out of 10. Like, it's rare that he's fallen, I think. <laughs>
0: <And he laughs> kind rides, of random. He but. rides a tiny board, which makes no sense to me. Yeah, no. yeah, he does. Which size board do you ride?
3: I think it's like a
2: 154 or something. Which so size do you ride?
3: I ride in backcountry, I 156, but this is, I think this is a 150. Yeah. That's why you usually ride slow. Yeah, 150. 150. I'm moving. I'm going. What What are we talking? Yeah, I'm moving up to a 152 this year, but I ride the Custom X, which is the stiffest board on Burton, but then I'm lucky. JG is the man over there. He makes sick boards, but I ride a 150 with a 156 flex, so it's a
0: plank. Okay. And then what's up with the... You still rocking the wings?
3: The wings?
2: Yeah, remember you used to rock (laughs) the wings. I I totally
3: would rock the wings, but like... I just don't get my hands on them as much as I used to back in the day. So I just, I'm regular.
2: Are they still a thing out there? Yeah, I think so.
0: The wings. Yeah, yeah for the uh, layman, the the dozeners and there's certain highbacks. They were they in production or not? Yeah, they're in production. Yeah, they're right. like highbacks that wrap around your right. your calf. Kind Tech
3: of. nine. Tech nine was like the starter. I think That's of that. True. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was a sick dude. That's a good <laughs> ste. I think Zach Hill used to rock those always. So sick.
2: Just they kind of. It was kind of simultaneous invention. I think. Right. Maybe with Burton and Technic. I
3: remember, like, showing up to Hood at times and looking around. And people would, like, mount their
2: own together something. Yeah, lean, lean neck. Know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lane. neck. Yeah, we used to call him the Baltimore Toe Strap because Justin Hebel was from Baltimore. Or no, that's the one that goes over the cup. I guess Lucas, that's how I Lucas rock called him, yeah. like, Skyhooks or some shit. Yeah. I forget. Skyhooks, yeah.
3: the Sean White front side
2: 540. <laughs> <All> <laughs> right, no, Luke. I rock,
3: that's how I rock my toe strap, too. I go over the boot. Oh, you do? So funny, I, like... Well, I grew up not doing it over the, no, just over the toe, but now I go fully over. I feel like I'm so much more in there. I, I want Burton to make a strap like the old school ones that just go. That's boop. some
2: old yeah. head shit, dude. That, yeah, that over. He's running. The old that head is some stuff. old head shit. <laughs> what strapping him over the toe? No, over the. He's
0: saying he goes straight over the top of the. foot. I go
3: right, right there. Yeah, like almost it meets up with the heel cup, heel strap too. Really, but you yeah, know what don't want the shit know.
0: to pull it back towards your. Yeah, heel I like cup.
2: having it pull your foot yeah. back.
3: I go tight though On my button. Like I'll like Make them tighter And like that day I only get like Three clicks down Next day I'm Maxing them out again Really you yeah. get more clicks Yeah Just day. cause it stretches out You know from So you run a different. tight setup Yeah I try
0: Okay You know what time it is right now what? Tell me dog <laughs> It's name that video Part time Here we go In that video part is presented by the Dew Tour, an event that you will always find Red Gerard at <laughs> signing. Is that in your contract? <laughs> I'm there You're every there. time,
3: yeah. Whether I'm injured there. or not. I could be the Yeti. You guys ever see the Toyota Yeti running oh, yeah. around? That's me. That's okay. you. Yeah. Lily uh, that's me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we got a little uh fun two parter for Red. Um so
2: People yeah. get stressed over one. I like that you came two. To. Partner, yeah. hearts beating. We yeah. know he's addicted to winning, though, so yeah. let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, we'll see if he gets the prize. Um, how are
0: you feeling as far as confidence levels?
3: I would say I'm sitting at like a three. Oh, he's sitting maybe. at a, three. a Low, three. dude. That's Low. clean. That's clean. Yeah. Low.
0: Honest. Okay, here we go. Here's part one.
3: 100, Sean White, 2000, ever. when he had those cheetah pants, front side 12, <laughs> that was a whack one though, give me the next one, dude, give me the next one, right, here we go, here we go. Great song, listen to it, yeah, well I know who it's, Jazz Cartier, but. <laughs> that's correct, um, we'll, we'll
0: award some points for that. Free.
3: No, I got it. I'm just trying. No, I'm kind of blanking. The sp-
0: okay. I don't know it. I can give you one hit. Vans movie. I'll
1: hit. I'll hit it again just so
3: you. Yeah. For no, no, no. fun. Dude, I should know this. This is like our anthem during Jossie Wells Invitational in in New Zealand. This is like wake up every morning, put it on. But I'm drawing the blank. Maybe. Uh, Vans movie but dude, I don't know.
0: I'll tell you what, that's Dylan Ojo. Um I, I, I was th- Okay, keep going.
3: You I lost that. I I'll lost tell
0: you that. what, you know what? You know you're you, it's Cesar e. Lance. He his contest credibility. He knew the Sean White you know, everybody gets a prize here, No, that's not good. Everybody gets a prize at the, the bomb deal. hole. It's you, about pers- you, participation. This is a participation award. You didn't win, but this is a participation award. What we have is a uh, <laughs> bomb hole igloo cooler. Yeah. Filled with uh, bomb hole mug, t shirt. Uh, what else we got in there? Air freshener. Stony Buds go. Uh, air freshener in there. Yeah, all available at bombhole.com if you're looking to purchase. And let's get into part two. For the listeners. For the listeners. If you guys know this, comment on the photo of Red.
3: Okay. That was quick. Dude, I was hoping you guys were going to give me like I was hoping you guys were going to get like a shoot the moon
0: part or something. I'm like, I know this movie. I got that. So, I'll tell you what. Your your brother Kai, he was the one that suggested that. He actually threw you under the bus. So, you got to take that up with him.
3: Really? He said, I know that?
0: Yeah, he said you said you'd
3: know it. I would know it. I, 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 that's my favorite movie to the day. Jed Anderson's part's insane in that. Dude, it's just cool. Nick Dirks has got a sick part.
0: I did. I did. He recommended that, and I, I looked through a couple parts. But uh, regardless, we like we like to thank you for playing Nick. You guys did part. that
3: for a uh, for like a fan one, right? One time, Jed's part in that. We did, yeah. The Mazzy Star one, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Yeah, Mike Rav, I believe. Mm-hmm. Nice. So we briefly touched on it. I want to jump back into some not Olympic per se stuff, but post Olympics. Yeah, when I was talking to Kai. He explained the scenario that seemed fucking insane, where you won, shit went crazy, and then you flew home for from where were you guys at?
3: Uh, we were in uh, South Cor- Korea. Yeah, Korea. Yep. yep. And
0: then you did three days of media for like fourteen hours a day, yeah, and then flew curious. back. You want to just yeah. like explain that period of time for the yeah. listeners? That's yeah, nuts. it was,
3: dude, it was, it was nuts, and, like, honestly, if I would have got, like, knocked out snowboarding and had that dream and woken up, it would have made sense to me, you know? Like, it was just so crazy on how it all, that like, happened, like, like, just to talk about, like, my run there, I remember, like, like, you can see when I'm, like, at the top, I do this, like, big sigh, I was so over it there, you know, I, like, was not landing my run, nothing was clicking that day, and it just so happened that that did, and then from there on out, you don't even have a second to breathe, you know, like, full 24 hours of media, uh, like, I think I got back to, like, the Athlete Village that night at night like, one thirty or something, um, just doing media, and then the next day or, yeah, the next day or the day after we flew to L.A., me and Kai, I was so lucky. It's such a cool, like, team with me. I had Ryan Runke and uh, Malachi with me as well, so we had, like, a blast the whole time. It was super fun. Went on Jimmy Kimmel. I was all jet-lagged and stuff, and next morning, flew to New York for two days, and then, yeah, right back to Korea, but... It was, it was honestly, I've never, it, like, I was so young, I've never experienced anything like that, just, like, going on all these talk shows and staying in really cool hotels. It was a blast. It was really
2: fun. Dude, it had to be insane. Yeah. Just yeah. the best, best time of your life, I'd imagine, I don't know. Or yeah. was it just so fast as, like...
3: It was so fast, and that's kind of how, like, I'm kind of, like, I, I really want to go back to the Olympics, because I didn't really get to experience a lot of it, because... Slopestyle opened up the Olympics. It was the first event, so I left the next day after. I wanted to go watch like the hockey games and all that. So I I didn't really get to watch a ton of that. Um but yeah, it was it was really
2: cool. They're just like you're booking a ticket, you're getting out of here. Yeah. Oh That's yeah, it was up. full on, yeah. Yeah. One
0: one thing that was very fascinating to me. Finding out the fact that you also had PR people with you yeah. before you'd go to these Jimmy Kimmel interviews, like from the U.S. team and from the, their PR people, right? Is
3: yeah, that- it was not including me, just like the media team. It was like four people that was traveling with me. It was, it was kind of – that was like the most up-to-date I've been with politics in ages during that time because they're like, hey, if something comes up, like Donald Trump just said this. If this comes up, avoid it this way, you know, and like
2: – Deflection.
3: Or like – there's this one I think – Chloe Chloe came, like, avoided after she won her uh, medal, she, like, avoided some question or, or brought up a big red flag. She said something wrong in the media thing, and they're like, if they ask about Chloe, answer it this way. I was so cool. It was, like, hilarious.
0: So you had a whole team of guys just, like, media training. <laughs> you, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. It was pretty fun. Uh, were you not supposed to talk about politics, or was it just kind of...
3: Well, it was pretty simple. I mean, you know, Donald Trump's a big red red flag if you're going to talk. I mean, that whether politics, whether you like it or not, I mean, you're, you're going to hit someone that doesn't like what you're saying. Yeah, so they're like, let's, you know, we want you, everyone to like what you're saying, not dislike what you're saying. So, yeah, it was a simple simple thing where it's like, yeah, I just, you know, like I'm young, I want to want a gold medal, I'd just love to talk about the talk about my performance in Korea and not not that.
2: That's your deflection mode.
3: Yeah, that they had a little something for was, me. Was
2: uh, Kimmel a cool bro or what?
3: Kimmel was a cool bro, but he was trying to he was trying to put me under the bus. Was he with drinking? Yeah, the he gotcha was. moments. The yeah. gotcha moments. He was like, he's like, so your fam was shotgunning at you know six a.m. or whatever. Were you? I think he said like, were you shotgunning or something? I don't know, but
2: he was trying to throw you under the bus. Yeah.
3: It was cool though. You ever? If you guys ever watch like Entourage or whatever, yeah. he's like they show like Vince going into. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel and like the whole behind the scenes, they they fully had that like oh, a full no bar set up and stuff, and like your own green room in their green room,
2: they whatever you want, basically.
3: Yeah, I I really when we were in New York one time, I was like really jet lagged, sleeping on the couch before I like went on this one thing, and the the Shark Tank crew came into came into my room, and they were like. We just wanted to say hi. It was so silly. Really? They just yeah. rolled in? Yeah, we, uh, we missed gotta, Mark Cuban, though. He wasn't there. So. You Buds ah. has a couple ideas Yeah, we have to pitch.
0: ideas for these guys. Let's
2: get, get them on there. Huh? <laughs> yeah, can you we're, imagine
3: all six of them squished right in this
0: corner?
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're working <laughs> on pitching a tinfoil hat company. we <laughs> right. got all sorts of things. Yeah, Mark
0: Cuban, I think uh, he'd be a great guest in the booth. He'd rip us to shreds. Yeah, he would but rip us I, to shreds. I, I want to see how well your media training went. I'm going to ask you a question about uh, Donald Trump. Right. And you see if you can deflect it. Right. So uh what do you think about what Donald Trump said in the media today?
3: Yeah, that's a that's a tough one for sure. Like, you know, I don't fully agree with what he's saying, but like, you know, I I had a great time out in Korea. I did, you know, I was lucky enough to win a gold medal there and I'd love if we could just stay on that subject,
0: you know, like I'm man 17 years old. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> full deflection. <laughs> I'll tell you what. You know what, Louis Vito, when he was on here, he was deflecting everything in sight. Left We'd left ask him, and right. really? He was yeah. dodging. Boom. Especially when it came to the bisque. Yeah. We would ask him about really? how much money you make dancing with the stars. Boom. Deflecting. Dude, yeah, yeah, I've heard deflection. dancing
3: with the stars. You make a cool buck. Yeah, I what, heard that's a fun a one. What's
0: speculation? Can we get a? Yeah, because he wouldn't number? give us anything. Anything,
3: no. dude. I, well, so it, it works. You know how you get like canceled out. In, in the rounds, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. So like each one, you go up more and more, and I I think you you can easily get to like six figures and stuff, like crazy stuff like that. Even so, the more, farther think, you go, right, right. If you win it, dude, I honestly Probably think it's lot. like a
0: Melski. Oh, maybe
3: a yeah, little yeah. That's a complete guess on my part, though. So
0: okay, we like speculation here.
2: Yeah, speculation's fine. Yeah. Dude, we don't need. Facts. Did you guys?
3: <laughs> I I reshared something of uh Louis, Louis dancing with the stars. He posted it the other day. He kills it. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Good. He kills it. He's it's really so good. sick.
0: Yeah, dancing is not to be
2: uh, undervalued. I think you know? it's pretty. It's not my training. style for
3: sure. Like, I, would I'm you do really it bad. if
2: a Dancing with the Stars hit you up?
3: Yeah, I would absolutely do absolutely. Dancing with the Stars. They hit me up, dude, for sure. I mean, well, you talk, talk about some cheddar bit. I'm, yeah. I'm down. I'm down. You and. know, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Whether I look like an idiot or not, I'm it.
0: <laughs> Ryan Runke may actually be on the phone right now <laughs> with Dancing with the up. Stars. <laughs>
2: That would be sick if that worked out. Oh, my so, gosh. Uh, we'll see how much he dodges the bisque, because I want to get into the bisque.
0: My so, girlfriend would be hyped if I went on Dancing
3: with Stars. i like, come back with moves, bro.
2: No, she'd probably be sweating your dance partner, because you guys wow. get pretty close. So, if you're a would good be a dancer,
0: test. that's like an aphrodisiac. It
2: would be a test.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, we're talking... Oh, yeah, you know what? This is a Patreon question. Yeah, I gotta, I'm going
2: to start with a Patreon question here from the big dog, mm-hmm. uh, Hava. No way! Yeah, it's uh, what is the most amazing or most lame endorsement offer you've been approached about since the Olympics?
3: I don't know, I dude, I had, like sick ones that like they didn't really pay, they didn't pay money or anything, but like cool people that just hit me up, like Old Spice sent me a sick pack, and I was like, well, that's cool, they like recognize this. Levi's jeans sent me some. Some things, but... uh a
0: golf club deal going or something?
3: That That's the one, yeah, yeah, yeah. TaylorMade golf clubs. That was by far the coolest one. I was getting into golfing a lot right before the Olympics. And then right after that, I got to go to, like, the TaylorMade, uh, the TaylorMade factory in, like, Carlsbad. And I, like, followed them. So I was like, they have their own driving range back there where they test all their clubs. So I'm, like, seeing, t- like, Tiger in and out of there and stuff. And, like, really? Rory's there. And I'm there, I'm like, I haven't golfed in like five months, I show up there, let's fit you some clubs, I'm like, I don't even know if I can get the ball off the ground right now, you know? (laughs) But it was a blast, it was really cool, and I got nice golf clubs now, so. That's
0: awesome. (laughs) Yeah, that's killer. Have you ever done any one-off deals that you can talk about?
3: Yeah, yeah, for sure, I've, there's some really, really cool ones, like they, like summertime, you kind of take a break, Uh, but then going into winter, you know, all these companies are like, oh, let's go into winter, let's pitch something new, and did some really cool ones with visa where it was like not even a full day it was like three hour day and a quick like you know 15 g's or whatever so they just give you a visa card with your name i wish i wish i we shot some commercial where they gave me a visa card and i tapped it yeah funny yeah
2: but they just cut you a check like normal that'd be sick sick. they should be giving visa cards with your name
3: right i was like how about instead of a one one day thing let's say like a one year thing where i just get a car you know
2: (laughs) did they do a commercial
3: uh, I think they did, but it wasn't like a commercial. It was like a like when a contest is going. Like I'd mm. in like you know in between runs I'd be on there or whatever. So sick, yeah. But I did I did one commercial with Mountain Dew that was hilarious.
2: <laughs> Any cereal boxes?
3: Wheaties sent me one, but I didn't get the Wheaties deal. Oh, yeah, but they sent me one. But
2: well, they just yeah. mock mock it up and send it to you. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's, that's cool. So no, you have right. a Wheaties box. This is right. it sick. Yeah. it's
3: cool looking at it.
2: That's really cool.
0: Yeah. At least you didn't have a giant Apo-based graphic uh, like our boy
2: Sage. <laughs> uh, is that what he had on the There you the go.
3: That's a, you talked some cheddar, cheddar biscuits with <laughs> him know, over he,
2: there. I think you put Apo yeah, on the business. You ran <laughs> that, that <laughs> <was just about laughs> he him out a, a
0: bit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he ran him dry. With, they couldn't match the incentives. <laughs> they had to file Chapter
2: 11 after <laughs> yeah. he got the Wheaties box. Well, dude, <laughs>
3: like Sage won the Olympics, and we just had to put it in the grave. That was <laughs> yeah, it. You the know? company's know?
2: shutting down. Yeah, we're done. We're done. That is
0: probably Let, what happened. Let's talk about this dew commercial because before we were rolling, you were saying they had uh, they had this special Mister to keep the yeah. the oh, dew yeah. bottle looking like it was covered. Yeah, in- this
3: was like my first experience at like a commercial. You know, we we like went up to Big Bear and it was like me, Ryan Runke, and my brother Malachi, and we were just going up there. We we're flying out that night, and they like Big Bear was just like littered with like production people for like I did like a a backside, like, three, basically, like, a backside three backflip with a nose grab, and I had a Mountain Dew in my hand. And I probably did the trick 50 times, honestly. Like, they just rerun because they, they weren't getting the right shot. But there was, like, a crew of, like, I don't know what you would expect on a movie production. It was insane for this one little shot. Um, And then after after I landed, I, like, rode and did, like, a spray and took a sip of Mountain Dew. But, like, the sip of Mountain Dew, they, they had, like, a missed person with them, like a... They straight up had, like, a mist gun. Like I think it was, like, a Windex ball. And, like, you had to have the dew right in the hand and just chug it.
2: And they keep the droplets on it. Keep it moist. You
3: have to have the dry; It's got to be sweaty.
2: We should start moistening up our bubbly. Maybe they'd pay more attention. Yeah, you How much should. bubbly we drink. Sweaty. Keep they need it, it moist. We could probably hire a mister.
0: For sure. We're uh, accepting interviews, too. We're accepting applications for misters. Applications for so.
2: misters. Yeah. Keep our bubblies loose That's a up. clean. So can we find clean this job. commercial online? Yeah, yeah. And we'll it's connect actually. And the show I
3: guess notes. it still airs at times. Oh, it does. Yeah, I get like random Instagram things of people like of people uh, sending me it.
2: That's cool. We're gonna line yeah. we'll line that up in the show notes. <laughs> Did they give you like a trailer and shit? Like, a yeah, yeah, really? A trailer. You hey, were a star. Yeah, it was like uh, our like best
3: buddy Blake Hackelson that does these these hats. Click. Uh he came up there though and they're like eating lunch and <laughs> eating lunch in like a you know, little trailer and he's like, I'm gonna go snowboard now. I'm like, oh, I, I wanna go snowboard, that sounds fun. <laughs> and You
2: couldn't huh, you had to take care of business. Yeah, yeah it was it was cool stack his biscuits is what yeah had do. you had to stack your biscuits up
0: now i've been I've been losing some biscuits in one particular mm-hmm. genre in my life and that's uh our fantasy football league yeah
3: you're taking a hurting
0: yeah so what oh happened, yeah you what happened last week uh, or maybe a few weeks ago between <sighs> well, our teams
3: I beat you but my so I wasn't <laughs> <laughs> well here's the one thing here Chris you know like He's all, he, he loves his football thing. You know, he's Patriots this. He's have one Patriot, maybe one Patriots guy on your team, right?
0: Is that true? Okay, uh, for the record, there was a goddamn windstorm here that you saw all over the news. I saw the windstorm. Internet, power, everything down. Draft night. Ugh. No, it was on draft I have I got auto-drafted. Oh, this. I was wondering
3: why you're auto dra- Dude, auto-drafting, if you're doing fantasy, that's like an ultimate, like, so I'm drafted. just in this to, like, talk to people or whatever, you know. Like.
0: You
2: got auto-drafted.
0: Yeah, totally. And then I'll tell you what, side note, uh, I saw that Ben Ferguson wasn't adjusting his roster, and I was like, OBJ's not playing that well. I actually basically bribed him <laughs> for a trade, okay? Picked up OBJ, and then he wasn't putting up any points. And then yep. he finally puts up, I think, forty-eight points. Number one player in fantasy. I benched him. That's so I'm making some horrible decisions out there with the roster. Yeah,
3: that that's that's hard when that happens. But that's how the Browns team works. You know, it's like hit or miss. You know, that's your we're, we're either scoring. Yeah, we're either scoring like seven points or we're we're going all the Who's way. Winning
0: this. We should make a football. trade. I got OBJ. You probably you probably want OBJ. My
3: I don't know if you've looked at my team. It's before. All All Browns team.
2: All Browns team. (laughs) You just have the Browns.
3: I don't know a whole ton about football, but I'm, like, trying to get into it. And, like, so, like, there's – I think there's two types of draft you can do. I'm in two. I'm in one with my family. And the one with my family, you just pick a defense. Like, I think I have uh, Chicago's defense or whatever. But the one that we play, you have to pick, like, a linebacker and all these people. And so I was like – you know, like – yeah, I wouldn't know what to yeah, do. Yeah, my, my draft picks are one after another, so I'm like, oh shit, i got to pick a linebacker. I'm, like, stressing in the case. So I just got all the Browns guys.
2: But you're beating Chris?
3: Yeah, I beat him. I'm doing good. I, I lost he one was game. He so fucking lucky. It was bullshit. Yeah, he, I did. <laughs> Someone ran the ball he or had, something.
0: He had that week's uh, – I forget the wide receiver, but it had the most fantasy points of the week. So it's like it was a fluke that he beat me. Really? Was it was.
1: Yeah.
3: It was.
0: Sounds like you're going down, dog. Well, all fair. Maybe we can talk about an OBJ trade. You know
3: what I'm saying? <laughs> Straight um, up, I'm in.
1: You
0: know? And I do fiscal do you guys dollar hear amounts. OBJ
3: work. likes to be shitted on. I what and is that a true story? Oh yeah,
0: Deion Sanders claiming not true.
3: I, I I'm sure it's not true. Some girl from some. You know fan came in and was like yeah OBJ shit Are you talking about OBJ likes to shit on people Or he likes to get shit on What was that
0: let me let me see it speak to me or something Talking about her butthole (laughs) What dude (laughs) He likes to see a butthole talk I mean this is all allegedly we should say for legal purposes Allegedly Yeah you know I did not
3: hear that. No, he's an interesting also, guy, man. Whatever you're well, into. Well, you gotta love? Just by say, you know,
1: whatever
0: floats your boat, yeah. dog. You know, hey, you want to get shit yeah, on? true. You want to yeah. get shit on? No, no problem by me. Right. I, I think that. there's
2: a name for that, and it's like German. It's a German thing. It's like called scat or something. <laughs> when people poop on you, to not whatever my people style. are into, man. Mm. Not not my thing.
3: No. Especially during COVID times, Oof.
2: freak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Droplets all over that thing. <laughs> Not tight, man. He's getting pooped on.
0: <sighs> okay, well, we, we do. New topic. Have, all right, we're going to do a little <laughs> pivot. We do have another guest question, and this is presented by Solomon Snowboards again. And this guest question is from Nick Baden. Here we go.
2: Yo, what up, Bomb Hole? This
3: is Nick Baden here to ask a little guest question for my good friend Red. Um, my question is, who is the wackest dude, not snowboarder, but staff or coach or something, um, at the top of the contest course?
0: And if you don't want to answer that, how about, I know you've spent a lot of time at Woodward when you were younger, um, what's the craziest thing you saw at Woodward, uh, in your career there?
3: The wackest dude at the top of, top of the...
2: That's kind of a gotcha moment, he's kind of that you can almost see your deflecting.
0: Uh, a technique. lot of birds
2: in the background of his audio.
3: Yeah, he's he's at nineteen sixteen South Horn Street house over there. There's a lot of birds. There. There's a lot of birds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and there's a lemon tree. There's a lime tree. Really over, it sounds yeah. coastal. Yeah, it's coastal. It sounds coastal. coastal. Yeah. Nick's Mister SoCal now. If you guys, he's like he lives there. I don't even know if he's gonna come to winter this really? year. Really, yeah. he's not gonna show up to yeah, winter. He's just <laughs> nonstop catching miles up and down the coast. But I don't. I mean, the wackest person at the top. I, I might deflect, I don't know, maybe <laughs> me, I don't know, I don't know what he's <laughs> talking about there, yeah, like, that could be me, for sure. What about Nick? I'd say, <laughs> Nick was the wackiest person, for sure, yeah, <laughs> I don't know where he went in contests, but he's done, he's out of there. Oh, really, he pulled out, huh? I think so, I think he's, yeah, I think he's not yeah. done, but, I have to say, I mean, one of the things that is a little hard, hard and, you know, like, I get it, at, at times I do get it, but like, Something that is pretty whack that happens at the top is, like, the whole radio iPad situation with the coaches and stuff. And it being so, you know, like, you know, oh Canada's this group, USA's this group. And, like, when you think, when you look back, like, before the Olympics happened, it was, like, you know, Norwegian people were staying with U.S. people in this house, you know. And it was, like, all just friend group based, which is so cool. And I, I wish it could go back to that, you know. I mean, it can still. But it it is so, like... You know, country based up there, you know, like there's Canada coaches, US coaches, and all this. So that's a little bit of a bummer.
2: They keep you sec- separated, huh?
3: They definitely keep us separated, yeah. I mean, we talk, but like they're not telling each other, like, what Mark is doing on this rail. I mean, you can clearly see it, but like yeah. if you were to ask them, they'd be like, I don't think they'd be hyped to tell you. Really? You know? For sure. Yeah, I think so.
0: And think so. also, a little thing that people don't know Tyler Nicholson was telling me, Team Canada that depending on your ranking in your country, you also get funding for your snowboard career in addition to your sponsors, right? So the U.S. team pays you guys, right? right. They get it way more. We don't get paid. Oh, okay. Because the Canadian guys are making good money. Like so I Tyler think,
3: yeah, yeah. I think the Canadian people, they're supported by the government. We're not supported by the government. We're all non, non-profit. Like, just people come in, sponsor us and stuff, and it's super cool. But, yeah, like... I think a lot of those guys, like some of the European countries and Canada and stuff, like, they make good money off their teams and all that. And the U.S. team does it. They, they treat us awesome. They get us a place to stay at all the contests and stuff. And they have started. They pay us, like, you know, like two grand or something, you know, which is awesome. They give us a little travel budget. Um, but, yeah, like some some people get. But with that, it brings its own problem. You know, as soon as you get the government involved, then it's like a lot, you know, a lot more comes out of it. You know, it's actually... It's more of a contract vibe, you know. They
2: want more from you,
3: right? I think so. I think so. Yeah. So I'm happy with how the U.S. team is. I like being, not really a part of the government.
2: True.
0: On the subject of contests and also video parts, you're a dude who goes Mm -hmm. out there. He does all the contests. You do, all the, uh, you you do a video part every year. Like for example, last year, you know, incredible part in Joy, won a bunch of shit. And do you feel like the contest dudes maybe don't get the cred they deserve like as, when it comes to picking, you know, rider of the year and things like that?
3: Yeah, I mean, at times I do. I I more or less feel, yeah, I, I definitely do actually because like a lot of those guys, you know, like I think every single contest rider would just honestly love some, you know, some like core cred. You know, they, they want like the core people to notice them and, you know all that, but like the Euro riders get like the worst. You know they don't snowboard or Mag Trans World. All these people, they're not even like really noticing these guys. You know just because they are, you know they're like behind a curtain. All they do is these contests and stuff. But they're really good snowboarding, a lot of them have amazing style and stuff. So I, I wish that did get noticed a little bit more. Um And like yeah, I mean I do wish like at like riders polls and stuff that people were noticed a little bit more that do. That do contests because it's very and especially if you're filming like a video part it's super impressive like there's a ton of guys that do contests that also try to film as well and it's just like trying to fit filming into a contest schedule is very very hard but uh yeah i, I have a lot of respect for people that do do it
0: it's it's definitely you know talking about this when you look at who's considered for writer of the year every year the contest writer is almost it's not even, like, considered at times. If you, you don't trip. film
3: a video part, you're not considered. No way. Yeah. yeah. I think maybe, maybe back in the day, like, when, like, Mark and Travis Rice, even them were, like, competing, and maybe that might have been a thing, but, like, nowadays, no way. Like, if you didn't it's, film a video part, you It's voted you're for not. by the riders, though, right? It is voted, yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It depends. I Which think is so. maybe
3: what I'm trying to, like, ease towards, <laughs> is, like, you know, like, maybe, like, some writers notice them, but I don't want to t- yeah you know, control people's brains at yeah, all, true. and I know... But it,
0: it is. It. I don't think it gets the respect it deserves, and I would say there's a number of layers to that in some regards. Right. Because sometimes I think the shit you guys are doing is so fucking gnarly that it's over people's heads. Like even right. Buds, you did a switchback ten. He actually wasn't sure what trick that was. You know, <laughs> it looked, which I, I get. It, it I looks, get it. looks like so it was some sort of double
2: cork to me. I don't know. And that, that's not to discredit <laughs> two dibs.
3: It, but <laughs> that's easy to look at.
2: <laughs> but yeah. I'm also tricks though, man. I just like. Never know what's going right. on out there. It's hard, dude. I, like, I looked at uh one of
3: this, my, like, favorite, one of my favorite snowboarders, Nicholas Mattson. He's in Sauce Fay right now. He did this back 16. I had to rewatch. I thought it was back 12. No doubt. Like, I yeah, like, I would things, never got that. Like, that's a sick back 12. I was like, oh,
0: that was 16. The back 10s <laughs> look like a back 7 on big jumps. when mm-hmm. they're just,
2: you're like, was that a 7? Mm-hmm. The it? people that actually call live events and stuff and get it right, that's that's a good tell. Yeah, yeah. Todd Richards always gets a bad rep for that one. What he gets him wrong?
3: <laughs> yeah, he gets him wrong a little every once in a while. <laughs> I get
2: it. It's oh, hard, dude.
0: Oh, I want to stay on this subject because it's kind of it's kind of a fun topic. Yeah, but you you look at it's funny because you look at you know the video part people, and a lot of times you hear, you know, I just like that clip because I, I think that outfit was cool, or I like the way <laughs> I like that that visually appealing spot. And there, there is a degree, I will say, of, you know, I, I like tasteful tricks. I like tasteful spots. But there's sometimes, it's like, a, it's a cop-out at times where it's like, right. uh, I like I like the spot. But, like, right. you did a back 50 when you could have, like, a back two harder, right? Yeah. You ever feel that way? Watch yeah.
3: That's something you, like, notice even in filming. Like, if the snow doesn't look good, you're not going to do a slash there, whether, like, or, you know, the snow's, like, sun-baked or whatever, you're like, nah that jump's off, you know. We're not hitting that jump because it's not, you know, not good powder. It doesn't look appealing or whatever. um But, yeah, no, I definitely noticed that, and it's pretty funny.
0: And I'm, I'll just say it because you probably can't say it, but I'm going to stick up for the contest, guys, because I think that – A lot of, you know, street dudes and I think dudes in every avenue of snowboarding talk shit on other avenues. You know, that's just how it is. Everybody as humans thinks that what they're doing is the best. Mm -hmm. But I will say that Slopestyle is probably the one that can go into everything. Street, be it, you know, backcountry, be it Mm -hmm. all the different genres and, and fuck shit up, right? Right. So it's like a lot of these contest guys like yourself... You you know, we're hanging our hat on a back lip on a kink, <laughs> and you guys are like, yeah, that was fucking easy. I could do that. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, no, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I mean, I just think, like, like contest guys, I think they would love to hear, like, get a little bit more appreciation. I understand, like, contest people, they, they you know, we, we get the, the bucks in a way compared to a lot of, you know, filming snowboarders and whatnot. But if you're filming, like, uh, a video part and doing contests, Maybe notice, like, if it was noticed a little more, I think people would appreciate that. It's a cool thing at times, I think.
2: I think, yeah, the time, like, you guys have a heavy schedule, so to pull together a video part is probably next to impossible, but you (laughs) do it. Yeah, there's a couple people that do it. Yeah,
3: it's really cool, for
1: sure.
0: The ATV is a rare rare thing.
2: Rare thing. Yeah,
3: yeah. But, like, dude, the people that can do it, I just think they're, like, you know, that's sick. You know, I think it's super dope to have. Be able to, like in snowboarding, everyone is so good. There's one person that's dominant in all of it. So at this point, like, I think you kind of need to look at, you know, every angle and be like, okay, I'm going to dip my toes in each one and try to do it the best, you know, that way, you know.
2: Now that you've done contests and video parts, what are you enjoying more?
3: I'm pretty 50-50 for sure. Yeah, I really like the creativity that you can have in your video part and how, like, a a song can, like, make your whole video part super cool. and True. You know, like... Something you never think about when you're filming is, like, like your your spot choice and all that. that I think that does make a, por- a part, though, at times where, like, that's just visually appealing. Like, people want to look at that and stuff. So it's cool thinking about that aspect, but I also love contest riding because it gives you, like, you can just, it just gives you, you're, you're basically doing the best run that you possibly can and trying to add, like, a little bit of creativity into it. But, like, linking a full top-to-bottom run is just feels good, you know? Everyone loves that snowboarding. Loves just linking multiple lines and
2: multiple tricks. It's got to be way more pressure too doing contests, huh? Uh, or do you feel it equally?
3: I feel it equally for sure. Contest is all on you, you know. Like you fall or whatever, you know. It's it's just you that are bummed. You're losing points or whatever it is. But like, mm. you know, if you've already committed to a, a mm. video part or whatever, you you need to put up a good part. For I the feel crew. like in that and that, yeah, for the crew, exactly. You like. Everyone wants to try to win like a movie of the year or whatever. So, like, that you want to put out. You need to get your best clips, I think.
2: That's a good way to look at it. Or put your best effort. So,
3: personally, yeah, like, I, I like contests that are like, I'd way rather. I feel like I don't have as much pressure in contests.
0: That makes no fucking sense. Yeah, that's <laughs> wild to <make. laughs> let me. Let me explain With that to you many why. people and coaches guy, and, and agents. He's got a litter of family showing up. He's got yeah, his your whole family he, of, of litter. showing up.
3: <laughs> Those guys are he's all there. Keep going. Sorry. You got
0: your U.S. team showing up. You got all these people here. They're like, okay, Red, like, you got oh, like a, a board tech, like, waxing your shit with, you know, which you can't use certain wax now because that's like 404. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I, <laughs> I just heard about that from him. Board yeah. steroids.
3: But all those guys are there for like your help, which is so cool. And it's so, so awesome that like contest snowboarding, snowboarding has that support where like people are still there for you and stuff and they, they just want the best for you. Um, where like when you're filming in the backcountry, you got your like you know the crew that you're with that's looking out after you and that's like that's kinda it. I mean, like they want you to get a trick, you want to get a trick, but like it's it's all on you.
0: And you guys have a insanely tight crew, right? You and Brock yeah. and Luke and the guys that go all to the <laughs> contests together. It seems like you guys are like fucking brothers pretty much, huh? Yeah,
3: we have a good crew. Yeah, like like I was saying before, we we've had fun times in the past for sure. And like everywhere we go, I feel like it's a vacation in a way. You know, we're always traveling to these insane places, and it's it's good to have, like, a crew that you can call family, basically, that are, like, looking out after you. If you were, you know, if you get hurt, I'll go to the hospital with you. I mean, no one wants to go to a hospital in a different country. I mean, you've experienced it. It's the worst. It's not fun. You know, you want, like, you just get so homesick. So it's good to have people that you call, like, family on a trip, and, yeah, lucky to have a really sick crew.
2: You kind of just grew up riding with these guys, huh?
3: Yeah, totally. Like, right at, like... I would say me and Brock and you know a few others maybe we we knew each other before but right when we got on the US team the US team has just brought us together that much closer you know like yeah all getting into trouble together all doing learning new tricks together I like I remember there's a year where we all learned backside 1080s, and like it was like oh he did it we're doing it you know Once like have you learns. oh yeah it was like you have to do it sort the of cruise learning right, right. <laughs> it was now, fun though
0: now getting in the backcountry you've been getting on the sleds and I know that. Uh, <laughs> You're uh, a Polaris guy,
1: huh? Mm.
3: Big Polaris guy. I used to be a ski doo guy. I loved him. I thought it was great. And then maybe I just upgraded my snowmobiling or something, you know. But Polaris was just—it was sick.
0: I'm gonna say, like, you're entitled to your opinion, but your opinion's wrong. <laughs> you know, that's that's kind of my stance on that. We call them Polaris's over here in this this side of the. Yeah, uh, country. I've always liked Polaris. Too, I've always Pularisses. Polaris, I always, so. uh,
3: when we're, like, filming for a trip, I'm always like, oh, yeah, the rookies are on the Ski-Dos for sure. If you're a pro, you go Polaris all day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, we got a classic, tale as old as time, Do versus Poo over here is what we call it.
2: So you started with a Ski-Doo, though?
0: I did, yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. a
2: Patreon question as well from Benji Faro. Is why oh, you really? Switch? Yeah. No, so.
3: it's so funny, too, because it's, like, that perfect beef, where it's, like, dude, you buy any brand-new snowmobile right now, it's going to be prime, you know, and, you know, like, everyone's going to love it, but, like, you just run with it. Once you once you have one, you just, like, run with that company, you know.
2: But what, then you just switched over one day.
3: Well, yeah, I did. Just I, I was like, I want to try something new. And then my buddy Rafe was talking about, he was always a Players guy. He's like, well, Players is coming out with this in-between between, like, a Ski-Doo and a Players. It's called the Chaos. And I just tried it out, and it's, like, so much more tippier. I can keep it on my side for a while because I found with the Ski-Doo is it likes to kick back quite a bit when you're side-hilling. Maybe that's just for me because I don't have a ton of muscle, but the player just parks it on its side.
0: You hear that? Well, that reminds me, like brings us back around why I'm taking a strong stance on being pro steroids because I think you know, <laughs> the steroids would help on the side healing as well. Right. A lot of benefits. Right. Yeah, you'd be able to
2: snowmobile like a champ. on right. Are you kidding me, dude? 12 o'clock. Just that road, road There's rage. no way
3: you're getting stuck. You're pin and wiggling that. like you're doing weights.
2: <sighs> pin and wiggle a avalanche probably right. with that thing and get <laughs> out of it too. So you're riding up the avalanche, <laughs> 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 just screaming.
0: Royd rage. Did range. you get a deal? Did you get a deal from Polaris, or did you? Get- yeah, is that why you switched?
3: No, dude. I, I I want one. If you guys are listening, I want. Give me that Polaris, man. But hey, no, hey, I'm about I'll, I'll take a free one too. I'll, right. su- I'll switch to oh, a real yeah, quick yeah, yeah, <laughs> Switch yeah. over For a free one shows <laughs> true colors. I'm at the point where man,
0: like a Yamaha's down on <laughs> me. Like, give it to me, you know. Just Shamu, the four-stroke whale, sinking all over the place with the Yamaha. <laughs> what are they that much? You're the bruh. He already one, man. That was such a piece of shit. Yeah. You do not want that <laughs> Dude, struggle. my
3: first year, so my first year filming with Transworld. He had a Arctic Cat, and his throttle would only go halfway. It was hilarious. like, I remember we, we were at Logan, actually, he's doubling me around. I didn't have a snowmobile at the time. And he's like, oh, come on, my throttle's doing it again. And he's like, can only get it halfway. Half throttle. Yeah.
0: He's had the, Bjorn Linus, for the record, as the worst choice in snowmobiles over the past decade. Like, he had the Yamaha. Right. You probably got for free. Yardy Cat, which is the biggest piece of shit I've ever seen. But I remember seeing you that day with with Bjorn in Logan. And you were, it seemed like you were a fucking baby back there. Like, you were super young, right?
3: That was probably my, that was honestly my first time out in the backcountry, like, on a film trip. I was super, super lucky in the chance. Like, I grew up, actually, well, yeah, I I grew up riding like or Chad or some showed me to the backcountry away, just like going to Vail Pass and stuff, and you know taking photos, and he showed me that aspect of it all. But um, yeah, that was like my first day in Logan, out in out in the backcountry. It was really cool. Like Bjorn showed me so much. I had Tyler Nicholson, which I could like relate to. I knew him from a contest scene. So yeah, I think I was fifteen, sixteen then 15. 15 out there, and yeah, it was it was fun.
0: Didn't you hit a back ten?
3: I did, yeah. I hit it back. Down, I don't know what that. I want it. Yeah,
0: the, yeah. The, the right above the lake, there's a cheese wedge. Yep. And it's uh, through some trees, kind of yeah. like. I
2: think I shot that one with you once.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I back sevened it, and I was probably twice as <laughs> <the> age. <laughs>
3: I've been okay. meaning to go back there, though. I want I want to go back to Logan pretty bad. The place is so sick, and I haven't been back there since. I've been back there since.
0: We'll have to uh, hit hit the roosters out there and go twelve o'clock. Get yeah, buds on the sled. Yeah.
2: Last he let me borrow his sled this winter and it was dope. Really, what I happened- always have the oldest sled.
0: What
3: happened to your wrap sled? You used to have a sick one, right?
0: That, I actually uh, blew the top end on that thing. <laughs> Oof. Blown a few motors on that. A little fun fact: I put in uh, ethanol-free gas, and it wasn't ninety-one, and my top end blew. So I just only put ninety-one <laughs> in, no matter what, because you know there's that that like ethanol-free gas, but it's 88. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that. It but blew you. Oh, right. right. I yeah. put that in and I blew my top end, so ouch. keep that in mind if you're a snowmobiler and you're like, oh, this shit's the good shit because I was out near Lake and the thing just fucking exploded. Blue, huh?
2: That makes for a rough oh. day, huh?
0: Still under warranty though. Wow. So some poor, I, I think uh, Trevor Brady actually has it. Who works for Burton now. Oh, That's really? Sled, yeah. Okay. Right. I was going to talk right. shit on it, but I realized my friend owns it, so. Yeah, it, <laughs> <laughs> it was a really shit, bad now. buy. The guy got a terrible deal. <laughs>
2: I hope he gave him a good price, dude. Oh, I gave him a killer. Killer. After the engine blew.
0: Now, I got an interesting question from Danny Davis. Now, he said you guys were on the way to Turning Man, and you went through the border. <laughs>
3: <laughs> wow. Did something happen? You went there, yeah. Yeah, he went there. Well, again, right after the Olympics. Um, we... <laughs> But, no, so we were, yeah, we uh, we came up there. I remember I was like, oh, my, the first snowboard trip, like, back from, the like, a media tour and all that. I'm like, this would be a blast, you know. And previous, we went, we were in New York, and we flew to Spokane from there, and hotel had some goodies, you know, whatever, leave that for the next thing. So we go through the border, have a great time. We're coming back. I think it's Gabe LaRue, and Gabe LaRue, Niagara, Zach Nigro and myself, and yeah, like the border always scares you, you know like whether you have you're doing something wrong or not you know always feels super scared. But we're going back to the U S. and we give him our passports and like opens up the trunk. He asks my name. He's has <laughs> my. He's like, hey Red, can you come back here? Which is super weird. My full name is Redman, and he called me Red. and I'm like, I don't know. that's super weird. I don't. I don't know what weird. how he knew or whatever. But he comes back there and he's in my toiletry bag. It's so weird. <laughs> But basically, at this hotel in New York, we're like, I don't know, Ryan Runke booked this, just so we know, so let's put it on, put it on him. But they had these, like, sexual pleasuring devices, straight up. They had, like, little pocket pussies, basically. The eggs, right? Yeah, the eggs, exactly. That's what we were, yeah, they were calling them the eggs. And I'm, like, so nervous. The guy's like, what's this? And he's holding it in his hands. He's holding it in his hands. It's a white egg with an open top to it. Oh. And I'm like, Uh uh, it's a sexual sexual pleasuring device.
2: You said that to him. <laughs> yeah, I said that to him. He
3: him. Dro- he drops it. He, he, he drops it and he goes, he drops he goes, Oh, okay, you can go back in the car.
2: <laughs> and he calls you red. Yep, close the trunk, we're out of there. Yeah.
3: And I remember like I remember like Gabe LaRue always is like he kinda seems like a little like, he was like paranoid about going through it. I don't know, like seemed a little stressed out to me and I remember getting back in the car and he's like, Dude, what happened back there? And I'm like, I'll tell you later. <laughs> it was like it was almost more it was well, they heard it. They heard it, which was the yeah. funny part. But it's like more awkward explaining it to the all of them. I'm like, this sucks, dude. <laughs> this sucks. That uh, is awesome. I don't know why it is, but like going through the border just really. gets sketchy, you, you, dude. Man.
2: Once you get marked at the border, you're, right. I've you're heard marked. That. I've yeah, heard they that. pull you in the room every time. But well, mm-hmm. he's basically getting cavities. Dude, I'm clean at things. the border, man. Oh, yeah, he goes clean. I try to that's why there's E Stone and then Ethan Fortier, because they look up East. I my, you know what I mean. They look up Ethan Fortier. They find anything, right? So, uh, yeah, that's why you have an alias.
3: Wow, that was a really good question. I can't believe he. I, I mean, I knew he knew about that, but that's crazy. and yeah.
2: Runky sets you up with that,
3: huh? You well, Runky, Runky's got this hotel. Every time we go to New York, we stay there every time. And they give you eggs. You walk in, you know, you got like the mini bar and then there's like the coffee maker and like the plastic cups. Instead of like a plastic cup, they got a girl's device and they got a men's eggs.
2: Wow, that yeah. sounds like a hell of a hotel. Yeah, I'll That's a Ryan leave thing. the link right here, yeah. you know? <laughs> What's the hotel called? I honestly don't, don't know. Don't know we'll no. Hit up Runk. So let's talk about Ryan Runkie. Actually, agent. that was yeah. a Patreon question from Pat Moore. What was? What's Ryan Runkie like? No way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got to explain
0: to the people that don't know who Ryan Runkie <laughs> is. they hurry up and wait. Explain you, your agent to everybody. Yeah,
3: Ryan Runky, he's the man. Yeah, I mean, he's the, he's, he's the best, man. He's so, like, it's awesome having an agent that, you know, like, you feel like you can tell everything. Um, he, he cares about you, like, from the beginning, which is really cool. You know, like, business is one thing, but he's going to talk to you about, you know, anything, and he's going to make sure your mental health is all there. But, yeah, he, he's hilarious. He's like, we always, if there's some sort of thing we got to do, he's the hurry up and wait guy. We're always there, like, ten minutes early. I'm like, Runky. Come on, man! Like we could be still chilling right now. He's like, "Nah, it's better be early." I'm like, "Ah, right, that's true."
0: What happened when you won the Olympics? What was his reaction? He must have lost his shit. Dude.
3: He was the best. Yeah, he was. He was hanging out with my family too. They're all like partying in the in the crowd and stuff. And I think he was just mind blowing as I was, you know. Like, it was and then to know, like, I mean, I don't know if he knew how much how how much that he was about to go through as well. But I mean, we went through like a a world of, you know, like traveling and dealing with people that he probably didn't want to deal with. And it was, yeah, he was
2: there for you. Huh, the whole he way. was there
3: for me the whole time. It was so cool. Yeah. And I was so young. It was awesome to have someone that I could like relate to. I've been working with runky since I was 13 years old. so, wow, we have a good, good, good little history.
0: Another thing with the Olympics that's crazy is how they, they pee test you. Yeah. We were talking about back before that, how you, uh, like when you were a kid, how they had to have two people. Uh, some
3: shit. Yeah, dude, it was crazy. well, Yeah, so I got on the U.S. team when I was 13 years old, and my mom's so lucky. My my mom has been awesome, and she always is dealing with all my stuff, but they used to have you, like, fill out, like, before the year, where you were going to be on on this date, on this time, where, and, you know, as a snowboarder, you know, like, next tomorrow we could be going to Europe or whatever. So it never really ended up working out, but my mom always had to, like, make up these locations. And, yeah, so they'd show up, and they always show up at, like, early, 6 a.m., 5.30, whatever it is. And they come with two people. If you're under 18, one guy's like hovering over your situation, and the other, the other dude is uh, just watching him, making sure he's not like doing anything to an underage person. Basically, yeah, it's kind of crazy. But there's like, they always used to show up my parents' house at like 5:30 a.m. And my sister's got a, a ton of barns around our property. She like lives in one and works in one. And they showed up at this at the at the one that she lives in at like 5:30 a.m. My dad woke up. He's like looking down there, hops on his four wheeler, and rides down. And just starts screaming at these people, like "We're looking for Red drawings. He's, like, He's not here. Get the
2: frig out of here!
3: Like go, and they were terrified. And yeah. were
2: you there? Or were you not there? No, I wasn't. I was oh. in, like
3: Mammoth or something. But they gave me a strike. And you
2: get three year out.
3: You get three year out. Yeah. I don't know if you're like. I think it's a two week, two week penalty. You're not on the team. Oh damn! But I, or maybe it's on.
0: Is he in, in football? They that happens all the time, and they they don't really. Make it public. They're oh, like, really? He's out for whatever. Yeah. It happens sometimes. Yeah. But you know what you could do if you start, no, back to steroids. If you start doing steroids, they have this thing called the fake dick. I've seen it in high is times. Is that what it's called, the fake I dick? Mean, I don't oh, know. Yeah. I don't know if that's <laughs> actually what it's called. But what it is is it's like a plastic dick, and you just put it through your pee hole, and you you have like a bladder system, and you can get somebody else's pee.
2: They even sell pee online. They say, yeah, they can Powdered. Sell. And so that way, uh, if you want to start using steroids. If
0: if
3: you guys randomly see me just, like, on the top always, just go right to that conclusion. He's juicing. (laughs) He's juicing. He's juicing.
2: I might get one of those fake dicks you're talking about.
3: (laughs) Vincent Chase rocks it. Why shouldn't shouldn't we
2: all? (laughs) Two dicks. Another
0: thing that we get asked a lot about when we're doing this interview is the backyard rope toe situation. Oh, yeah. What brought that to fruition and who who kind of spearheaded that as a kid.
3: Yeah, well, no, I'm originally from like Cleveland, Ohio, and when I was 7 years old, we my parents uh, you know, slowly made the move out to Colorado. My brother Brendan had been going to a border border school out in Crested Butte, and uh they always loved it out there and my dad worked in like an office and stuff, but once he started working from home, uh there's no reason really not to try it, so we just went went out to Colorado, rented a house, loved it. Um, we like rented houses for like four or five years or whatever. But then when my parents first bought a house there, we we're looking around and like, we all went up to this one house, the house that we live in now, it's just this perfect slope for like a backyard park. And my brother, Brendan was the one that like pointed it out. And that year, it kind of started with small rails. And then we took off the, the tire on a old 50 that we had. That's like, I grew up riding on it, which is kind of funny, but, and then we put uh, some duct tape on the rim rope on it. And it, it worked for that season. And then, after that, we went electric, and now we got an electric roto.
0: So fun! I actually rode that original yeah uh, dirt bike at your house. It was it was fucking
2: killer. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah, that's a good one. Oh,
2: the dirt bike is what powers the roto originally. Mm-hmm.
3: Originally, yeah, yeah. But now it's so funny. It's like plugging it into the wall and hit a switch. I'm like, I can't believe. Like, how does it go from a 50cc dirt bike to just plugging it into like a 210 or whatever? Yeah, you know? that's a two wild. Ten huh? that thing up or some shit. Yeah, my dad. My dad makes friends all around our like town, you know. So he's got like a guy for everything and. This guy hooked it up, welded some things together, made it sick.
0: And now it's basically exploded to the fact that you have uh, your own Red's Backyard Park at Woodward, right?
3: Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was so, so lucky. So Chris Gunnarsson, he used to work for SBT and did all the x stuff. He moved over to uh, Woodward and started working with them. And when he did that, he brought on like the Peace Park Project. And I was lucky enough to get the Red's Backyard Project going and Basically, it's a free park to to show up to. It's like free or ten dollars, I think, right around there. But
2: well, there's a big difference between free and ten dollars,
3: so. <laughs> <laughs> right? But you show up and you, it's like hike park. But uh, this year we're getting rope toes actually, so it's gonna be really cool. But he was able to bring these to all the powder powder resorts and stuff and add them in there, and it's uh it's been a really cool project because, like I was saying earlier, I mean, you know, snowboarding. Like, need, like wh- I really would love to bring something where you don't have to pay a ton of money, like a lift a lift pass or, or something like that. So just to take one cost out of it, whether it's a hike park or something, because, I mean, like, you know, buying boots, bindings, board, pants, and all that. So my whole idea of the whole thing would be to try to get it to, you know, like cities, like Minnesota or something, or Denver's got Ruby Hill right there. If we could just bring a few rails in there and add them, I think it'd be a really cool Project, and I, I think he, like Chris Gunnerson and Woodward, they're, they're fully trying to bring that to life, and I really respect it. It's awesome.
2: How many resorts is it at? I think it's
3: at three. That's three right cool, now. Dude. I think it might be moving to Woodward, Tahoe, though, this year. And then I think Woodward Park City and Copper are getting the rope tow, if I'm correct. And then, yeah from and there on ten
2: dollars is a hell of a lot better than the park the what's park city these days a 110 100 or something. Or something. Oh my yeah. gosh yeah dude, so i mean I, that is awesome dude it's commendable to get more kids on the slope like right, that
3: right yeah i mean it's it's hard just to start up right on rails but if you even also just offer them a little little hill to ride down yeah. it helps
2: i think cash is the biggest barrier to entry yeah for any snowboarder mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: and if you get somewhere cheap then people can start doing it, and then they fall in love with it, and then, then
2: they're in it for life. Yeah, Right. right? Creating, creating more snowboarders, that's awesome. Right. And it's got to do it.
3: It's got to be so hard. Like I look at what like we do in a contest, like how how the heck are you going to look at a backside 16 and be like, I'm doing that someday, you know? <laughs> like right, it's right. going to be so yeah. hard. So if you can just get them out there and get them like, you know, addicted or, you know, whatever it is, it's awesome.
0: So talking about the back 16, were you airbag kid or did you learn to snow everything?
3: Uh, I am now, I'm guilty of the airbag a little bit. It's just, like, I, it's, the airbag thing is, like, crazy. They may, they have these, like, fake snow things that feels pretty close to snow, and then you just jump into an airbag, and this can be June that you're doing this, but.
2: What's the material on the fake snow?
3: It's, like, I don't know. Like the it's, snow bristle shit? Yep. Oh, it's the, the bristle board. Yeah, snow bristle stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what what it's really called. Snowflex is what they Snowflex. call it. Snowflex. Yeah. But, yeah, you just jump into it and do it. But, like, growing up, no, I wasn't an airbag kid really much. I lived at Woodward. Like, that was my place. I was the biggest trampoline guy and all that. But Really? Yeah, lived there. It was dope.
0: Trampoline kid. Not you anymore. Ever bounce on a kid? trampoline No, my air kid? awareness is horrible. I wish I did. It's <laughs> the thing.
3: My full, every time I bounce on a trampoline now, I'm, like, hurting. Like, it's like, it, I think yeah. about it, everything just compresses into one, and then you go back out, and I'm like... Now I can't do it. It's fun it when you're a
2: kid though. It's a blast dude. We're like getting some grabs, jumping around, spinning right. around, flipping.
3: Right. When we were younger, I used to we used to duct tape our feet to a skateboard and jump into the foam pit.
2: That was the best. Nice. That was dope. I'm trying to get up in that airbag and relearn a switch McTwist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chris is trying to set it up. Yeah, we got to line this up. Is <laughs> it, it hurt, right up Does it hurt landing in the airbag? Comfy. Not at all. Comfy, yeah. You sure?
0: Mm. What kind of chuck roast? Way. What kind of chuck roast? If you're going airbag, because you can land a goddamn back sixteen. So what are you chucking into that thing if you can't? Land? Yeah, true. that's what I'm wondering.
3: <laughs> I don't. It's it's cool for dude because you know, like when you take like a summer off or whatever. Even rail tricks and all that seem terrifying. Like you know, all of it seems really scary. So a lot of the time, I just do the tricks that I know how to do and get them back and avoid that. You know, like first slam or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I work on like spinning like cab and stuff, switchback. I really, all that stuff.
2: Do you think someone's going to bust out this quintuple flip we were talking about?
3: No, I don't think it's possible.
0: Not
2: possible. I don't think it's possible. No.
0: So that's five.
2: I, I, we think it's five. I don't well, know. Is anyone fact checking that?
3: Well, sixteen. Sixteen. Six. No, six. Back. Well, back 16 can be like, I mean, be two if you want but it's only three most okay. of the time. And then, like, Marcus does the four flip uh perot's done a four flip mark's tried a four flip four flip is four what flip i'm talking i don't <laughs> know flip. the terms
0: I, i'm unfamiliar backside quad or you front side quad. okay yeah so then the, the after the quad is the quintuplets i think We're so thinking
3: which i just it's it can't be possible Somebody's i going do do it so. you No, know that's
0: like the two minute mile or whatever There, with the six minute mile when <laughs> so somebody enough broke enough it, everybody did it yeah
3: you'd have to have a jump that's like V- everything's variable. Large. Like you got winds over, like well, yeah. one mile an hour wind's gonna mess with you, or something. Or
0: you start doing steroids.
3: Steroids, you can do it off a of knuckle. I've yeah, heard, so.
2: <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Off of yeah, with they are doing wild trips off the knuckle. So maybe, yeah. maybe it will be possible one day. That one's crazy, dude. All right, I got. It, I got. I it. was
3: mind blown when X brought that to the knuckle. Knuckle hawk. That was a wild one.
2: Zeb
0: Powell's showmanship out yeah. there. He did. <laughs> he did turn it on out there. He oh. really did. I. Uh, I bet. Frank April, I think it was fifty bucks. I bet on Zeb. He bet on Cleveland. Oh yeah, Ooh, I won and fifty then Cleveland bucks. Got did hurt? you? Oh
3: yeah. Wow, you took I, a lower. Like if I was betting, I would have went Cleveland all day. Yeah, so yeah nice he, work.
2: Did, yeah, no, that was Cleveland got hurt. Is that what happened? No, no, no he, was he, did, he was there. He was there, dude. Zeb just went insane. Yeah, he went, his, it was crazy. He was I mean, insane. He was already tricks.
0: racking up points by falling on the way in and making it into a trick. I know. Yeah. yeah, that's <laughs> that crazy. Have great. you guys seen
3: that like skateboarder that's rolling around NYC like falls on his back and jumps out into like a backhand spring I don't know.
0: Yeah. got some Zeb yeah. shit. It's he's
3: Zeb just Powell, tricking though. people out there in he's New York streets. Fully tricking people. Yeah. <laughs> they think he gets worse. Like I think he's famous for like literally falling and getting up that really? way. Yeah, yeah.
2: I wonder that's if he get any sponsorships with that move. Yeah, the tuck-and-roll. The yeah. tuck-and-roll. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like the wavy, inflatable man. <laughs> yeah, you know? like, he's like He's like Damn, that, dude. dude.
0: I, yeah, I mean, seeing Stevens out there and Rav, they get their back on the snow. True. It gets going. Yeah,
2: Rav gets his back, no problem.
0: But there's another hot take I want to get into that I think is some advice from me to you. So uh, right now you're i am about can, to give Red some advice. I'm gonna give I you like this. I want to give you yeah. some advice. I think you're a little too likable. Okay. Uh. <laughs> And I think what you got to do. I mean, you won the Olympics. Okay, you you got. You're still cool. You're still down to earth. Let's change that. You know what I mean? Like, I think you start going shirtless selfies, buy Lamborghini. You know, become a douchebag. You know, maybe maybe fall off for a little while. You know, all well,
3: have like the crazy like Sean White burning hotel down or whatever yes, moment. Exactly.
0: Yeah, we yes. What what else did he do? Did maybe he do some s-
2: mental health moments. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Make yeah, people like, think you just go out on some blowout party night. Is there or something? something to do with I the ball know. sack? Uh, oh yeah, he uh he touches balls and wipes it in some girl's face or something. What? It's That's on the crazy. news. It's on the news. So I, mean, just saying, I, I knew about I the know, one
3: that I heard after he got dropped from Red Bull that he like was creating an energy drink called like White Power. I heard about that one. Is that a real oh, thing? That's on brutal no well no no, it's not a real thing.
2: Oh okay. But dude <laughs> that was like a meme or something?
3: I think so. It was you know, it was like Ruben right Instagram was coming out though. I mm-hmm. feel like so. It was known, but... I
2: would like to get him on the show just to shoot the shit. I you should. guys
3: should. It, I bet it would be a really cool conversation. Oh. And, like, I'm so curious. He's back in Sauce Faye right now snowboarding. Like, is he planning on going for another? And, like, why? What's his motivation, you know?
2: I'll tell you it's what. Crazy. I slipped into his DMs the other day because I saw he got a French bulldog. And I'm a big French bulldog dude. And I was like, dude, you got a French bulldog. That's sick. Wrote him this nice message. No reply. No reply, well, really. Sean, you ghosted me, dog. Hit me up, bro. Yeah, what Does he have heck? a Milski? Yeah, he's got like a mil over a million yeah. followers. A probably, you Milski. You
0: but... probably can't see that. You could know your sister. Did she see her DMs? Probably not. <laughs> she, she she responds she every looks one.
2: Every one. See
3: every single one. She responds to <laughs> seriously <laughs> every single one.
2: Well, I got it's nuts. I got uh, just looked over. Basically, I felt yeah. pretty bad about myself. That sucks. You
3: wonder why no, I yo, man. That sucks, but <laughs> no. But uh, I was watching Resolution last night. He's got a clip in there. Him and Blum, dude. He does an air over in the Mammoth half mm-hmm. pipe. It's pretty yeah. sick. It goes massive.
2: Mm-hmm. That was in Resolution? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay, there is no denying Sean White goes fucking huge. I love watching Sean to White the ride date. Half pipe. To the yeah. date, yeah. He goes bigger. He doesn't snowboard ever, and he goes bigger than everybody. Mm-hmm. You know? Um,
2: and and, he's, I, at, and gonna, he's still shredding at Sauce Faye now. Which is nuts.
0: I'm going to take this position on Sean White, too. He, we, we need it. He's kind of a villain. He's kind of a villain. Right, like he doesn't really associate with snowboarding. Right, he doesn't really fuck with anybody. No, he just drives around to Lambo. And I'm not saying that wasn't what I was allotting to. I just kind of like feel like how th- I would do that if I were you. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we need that in snowboarding, right? I think to we bring definitely. it back
3: to like the TMZ eyes or something. Snow <laughs> snow snowboarding and TMZ's hey, eyes are
2: like in a grave. Like he's definitely been on TMZ a couple times. Oh, for more sure. Than I, I saw
3: Haley was showing me something. He's on TMZ with that. Uh, that Vampire Diaries girl, he's dating her now. It was like a photo of them in like Cabo together in the water. He really, like, just is yeah, He's good. a
2: superstar, man.
3: He really is. He was. It's crazy. He hit that era. I feel like in snowboarding where it's like he just everything went right. You know. Yep. he's been in movies as well. Oh my god, talking about the cheddar Biss. That yeah. he, you guys should try a good mom, dude. It'd be so cool. <laughs> Sean, but the if thing
2: you watch, is
0: hit is us up, you, dog. Th- what he did do is he turned his back on the snowboarding community. Right, yeah. and like that's what's yeah. cool about you know not to kiss Did too he much, jazz. turn his back on the snowboarding community. Or? I would say he
3: went pretty. I mean, dude, he had like two houses in Malibu, driving around a Lambo. He, I mean,
0: also, I mean, for example, you know, Hondo saw him not too long ago, and he was like, he's like, oh, you remember Pat Moore? And he was like, oh, is is he still a pro oh my. You know, so so just to be that out of touch, right, right. And it's cool to see people like you know Sage and then yourself. It's like this new breed of like. Dudes that are actually just nothing changes after they win the Olympics, and it's it's
2: fucking sick, And even though Red I'm like, ready 20 balls. though. I'd hope he still follows <laughs> snowboarding, yeah. But
3: yeah. He, I mean, I don't know, he it really is crazy because I feel like he, I mean, well, he's got four Olympic medals, you know, four. like that's that's pretty insane. I think four
2: gold, if I'm not, yeah. If um, he came on the show, we could all wear a medal, He brought all and, them. and yeah. an extra, yeah, and an extra, and an extra, yeah, we put one on your dog, right? Yeah, have yeah. him run around. That would be cool. But yeah, he, he,
3: it would be so cool. Like I, I really wish he did do something to give back to snowboarding a little bit. I feel like he did fully leave it in the dust in like everyone's eyes. I mean, in in news's eyes or TMZ's eyes or whatever, you know, he went full celebrity right away, which is a little whack and it's cool. I mean, I had someone like Sage Kotzenberg to look up to, mm-hmm. you know, whereas like he, he, he kind of stopped doing contests a little bit and went to the filming side and, I was able to look up to that and be like, okay, we're, you know, I'm in this. I had good people around me. So that's
2: cool. And you're obviously going for the next Olympics, right?
3: I I would be hyped to go. Yeah. Like I said, I'd be really hyped to go mainly just to take more notice of it all. Like I was there and I was gone. It felt like such a blink of an eye moment. Yeah. I'd love to go there and just like. Go to the hockey games, go to all these cool things. You
2: do got to remember in life to look around and enjoy these moments because right. they're going to be gone quicker than you know it.
3: Right, yeah. I feel like I I definitely didn't do that there, but I feel like that's something that I'm trying to notice more and more. Like, okay, just yeah. chill. I kind of yeah.
2: learn that as you get older, just every trip. You know, you got to enjoy right. it, enjoy the people you're with. Right. Because when you're Absolutely. young, you do just blow Absolutely. through it, and yeah. it's a blink of an eye, and you take it for granted. Right,
3: yeah. Even when I would, like, think back when we were – younger and stuff, and all the trips we went on, like, uh, Frankie Chapman was, like, the biggest chapter of my life, like, he's the coolest, he's the uh, old Burton team manager, and he was, like, the best to all of us, we were all traveling around without parents and stuff, and fully could go up and, like, talk to him about anything, nicest guy, and, yeah, he, he was really cool, He's great to us.
2: That's awesome, he was like that. Yeah,
3: yeah, there's a couple people like that, like, have you guys ever heard of, like, Colin Walters, or, like, the hobo Headwear? Yeah, he he's the one. So my brother, when I was uh, younger, he, like, he's got a fake hip. He got a fake hip when he was 13 years old.
2: you talking Jerry?
3: Nope. My brother, Malachi. He, oh, Malachi. Yeah, like, we, it was, like, first day on the hill after we just moved to Colorado. And he, like, hit this bump, whatever, flew to his butt, and he, uh...
2: Off a bump?
3: Yeah, it was, like, yeah, it was random. But uh, his pelvis popped out, and he, got, he went down to the hospital, and they did surgery, put it back in, but then they didn't take an x-ray after, and the bone popped out again, so it was dead. like eight hours the bone's dead. Eight hours? Oh, God. It's quick, so he slept without it. without it in, and he needed to get a fake hip. So he got a fake hip at 13. Did
2: he get some sort of malpractice suit? Some sort of what? Malpractice suit? What's that? You don't know what that is? That's when the doctors fuck up.
3: Oh, he could have, 100%. It yeah. was a full, yeah, he definitely could have. When he have. some cheddar piss. Right, yeah, that's, <laughs> he fully could have, but yeah. He didn't. he didn't. He didn't go chasing he didn't the do waterfalls. That. No, he didn't him. chase any waterfalls, and then, so I was kind of, like, he was my snowboarding buddy, like, we went every day, so then, I don't really know, I think through my brother Brendan, I got, uh you know, hooked up with these guys, Colin Walters, and like, Justin Fronius was riding with them and stuff, and like, big shout out to Colin Walters, he took fully, Full care of me, took me out every day, made these edits called like Reddits and stuff. Reddits, and, I remember those. Yeah, it was really, really nice thing of him to do.
2: What was it like uh, having Jerry as a role model? Yeah. Because <laughs> he was such a crazy dude. He would right. show up at, just when he had Super Park, he would, remember when he wore like the thong or whatever? Yeah, the yeah. thong or whatever yeah. and a leather jacket and hat. He and was then,
3: interesting. I don't even know where he got that style from, you know? like yeah. His older brother, Trevor, he was, like, all baggy and stuff. He did know. Well, Trevor's
2: really, older, huh? I thought for some reason I thought yeah. Jerry was older. Yeah, no, it's Trevor. But, yeah, then, such an interesting style, and then they were the guys taking you around.
3: Right, yeah, and for a while, like, Brendan hated me doing contests, and then, like, you know, through the night or whatever, he had this big switch, and he fully he loves really it. Really, overnight, kind of?
2: It was. For me, it seems like it was overnight, yeah. Was, uh, they must have exposed you to some wild scenarios. For sure, yeah. Yeah, we had some, like,
3: well, I was always, I was definitely brought up in the way where there was, like, no holding back, you know, like, they, like, drank around me, did whatever they want around me, and yeah, I'm, I remember I'm super, telling me that. I like that, like, I, I think that that's awesome, and it kind of, like, hopefully shaped me for who I am today, like, I know what to do and what not to do a, a little bit more than by watching someone their mistakes. that's, <laughs> yeah, someone that's got, like, a bedtime at, like, 8 o'clock, yeah, watching the mistakes, exactly, so, they were so, I was fully, like, if you talk to my parents, fully raised by my brothers, especially Malachi, like, Malachi was the best to me, and yeah, we we have a solid relationship to the day. How
2: old's Malachi? Twenty three. Twenty
3: three.
2: Yeah. That's yeah, that's wild. I remember hearing stories from from your brothers of just situations, and it's crazy you stated stayed so grounded through it all.
3: Yeah, I you had. Could have became I like completely generate. You know, I I think I probably would have, but I completely had them, which was so cool. Like yeah. they fully slapped me around.
0: And when you're you're the youngest, like when you're the youngest of three. The parents usually stop giving a shit. Yeah, that's what it is, right? When you're the youngest of seven, you're just like an afterthought at that point. <laughs> where it's like the Eddie, parents Eddie, are just like throw them yeah. to the other brothers. Right.
3: Basically raised by wolves out there. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was raised by my brother's friends. It was super cool. I was like, you know, <laughs> that's it, was, it was definitely
2: fun. cool. Yeah, it was really
0: cool. Well, Killer, I got a question to ask you. Uh You know, you've been on Jimmy Kimmel, you've been on the bomb hole. Which one's better experience?
3: Dude, so I remember when I was on Jimmy Kimmel, they like do this elevator raising door thing. I remember I was like in there, I was pretty jet lagged. Uh, I don't know whether it's jet lag or nervous, but I felt like I was gonna pass out fully. I was like, if I pass out on Jimmy Kimmel right now, talk about, like I'm, this is not gonna be good at all. You're gonna like, become s- like a meme on that one, huh? right? Right. And I was like <laughs> sitting in the door, I'm like. Like breathing all heavy
2: was gnarly. You but were you like were you having a panic attack or something? Oh yeah, or just oh yeah. You were just dehydrated. I think and traveled? It, I
3: think it was probably a mix of that. But I mean, I have had that like a couple times where I'm like, uh oh, like I gotta like breathe a little bit, calm down. You know, I get super nervous, but I'm having way more fun on the bomb hole. I'll tell you that. Much. Okay, so you didn't did way I more. I love. Fun that. On Let's the give ourselves hole. an yeah, air yeah, horn. There you go. Give I'm go. That
0: Jimmy. I'm glad you didn't yeah. deflect because I thought you were deflecting. Yeah, I thought he was going to deflect
2: too. You know, and
3: I, I left Jimmy a snowboarder. I didn't get a DM or anything. You know anything, what? I think I know? saw
2: that on eBay a week after the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not making enough cheddar bisque. You know, he needs to, like, yeah. just like, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> needs a roll,
3: yeah. What is this thing? What is this? Yeah. Put it on eBay. That was a cool bench, I guess. <laughs> was huh?
2: that the only talk show you were on on that level?
3: Uh, No, I was on Good Morning America. No, you were. I was on... Uh, no, Fallon?
2: Was he your thing? No, Fallon. It was no. either Jimmy Kimmel or Fallon. Oh, or you like. only can do one or the other. Yeah. Like, I guess
3: Fallon doesn't really mess with... Jimmy Kimball, I do Really? So who like, picked that. Like I think Chloe went Fallon,
2: I think. Uh, and I went Kimball. And is that why you did Kimball?
3: No. I don't know why I did Kimball. Maybe Fallon didn't want me.
2: Nah, he probably did. <laughs> they both seemed chill though, there, so. Yeah. There
0: was another time you were a meme too, from a profanity mm. after an event.
3: Yeah, which is funny if you rewatch it. I think I was swearing one hundred percent, you know, like I was pretty mind blown. But if you watch it it's Tyler Nicholson that says all the swearing that they caught up on.
2: And they but thought it was you. They thought it was me. I'm down. And you went viral. I'm
3: down, yeah. It Probably probably helped me out a little bit, honestly.
2: True. Right. Like, yeah. I hope you win another fucking gold, dude. <sighs> I, I'd i be high, but,
3: yeah. It it was really fun. I, like, fully, I feel like it's a time in my life where I was, like, you know, in this stage of you know, transferring or growing up a little bit, and I don't really fully remember everything, so it'd be really cool. Dude,
2: I'm like that every episode of the bomb hole. <laughs> After you we record the next what day, what I don't even remember what we talk about. Yeah. Well, I guess you
3: might deja vu. What sick.
2: about uh, this next Olympics? Are you automatically in it? No. What, dude? After no. you get a gold, you don't, like, you don't just it'll get it'll the, re- the w- be walt- be waltz sick. on in? that be sick. Quali is the word. Yeah, do, we're, we're, do you have any advantages? <laughs> you just got a quali, like a peasant, basically? Yeah, well, I got to hit qualies. I got to hit
3: qualies first and then finals on Friday, so, you know. Yeah. No. No, yeah, you I have just to
2: think you'd be able to walk on in, dude. Oh,
3: that would be sick. No, I think next next year, the year, I think next two winters from now is when qualifiers start for the Olympics, and I got to make
2: the team. So the Olympics is in three years, two years, two years. Okay,
3: yeah, because summer Olympics is it's like back oh, to yeah, back summer Olympics, got canceled, right?
2: Yeah. yeah, dude, I would have thought you just waltz right in, man. It'd be so you'd be cool, the chief of that thing. But It'd I guess awesome. not. That's harsh. You just gotta start over from scratch. Yeah, you got this, though. We'll, we'll be rooting for you from the bomb hole. Oh,
3: well, I appreciate that. Yeah.
0: Well, what do you guys think? I think we did it.
2: You think we did it? Did we do it. Yeah.
0: You got anybody you want to thank? Any uh, family sponsors? Yeah, whatever? I mean,
3: for family all the way. I'm cannot. I'm so lucky to grow up in such a big family and all that, and the way they treated me is just awesome. I mean, bringing me to, bringing me with their friends, bringing me on the snowboard hill and all that, and. uh yeah, Burton One World premieres. Be there. Let's let's do it. Let's have a good time.
2: Are they coming to Salt Lake? Because I would go. They should. Well, keep this in mind. Tell your mother I'm down to become part of the family about the adoption. I wasn't kidding. All right. My wife and I were looking at adopting kids. And oh, yeah? And we went on the website, and there was like 18-year-olds and older on there, and I was kind of tripping. But really? I guess sometimes if you don't have a family, people just want to join a family so yeah. tell your mom i'm in
3: i'll let you if you want to move to Rado, you're in i'm in dude yeah.
2: if she wants a 40 something year old to loaf around the house take <laughs> photos dude I'm just in. bring
3: a big puffy jacket and i want to
2: bring my dog and my wife and we'll be <laughs> <done>. <laughs> so i come with some baggage but dude i'm down let's go
0: now you you grew up ohio and now you are rotto what do you rep harder now what's your shit
2: it
3: used to be Rod. I used to rep Colorado hard, but now I'm all Cleveland. Okay. I think Cleveland's just dope. You know, we got a growing football team. We're uh, I think I saw something. Uh, first time we've been like two and one or three and one, whatever it is since 2002. We're on the up and up. The town is moving. The it seems city like a is cool moving. Town.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, LeBron is over at the Lakers, but uh, you right. Know, his, Heat he's and old. six. Yeah. Heat and
3: six all the way. <laughs>
0: alright well we appreciate you coming on Red we appreciate you guys listening and we will see you guys next week from the bomb hole over and out alright the Red Gerard episode hope you guys enjoyed that one as much as we did if you like the podcast and you want to support you can always buy merch at bombhole.com we got some new hats in we got hoodies restocked we got tons of Red Gerard prints available another great way to show support is our patreon it's just another way to help us do what we do if you enjoy the podcast the support from the community from you guys the shares the posts, the reposts you know the feedback we get every week from you guys is unbelievable so we just want to say thank you from me and eastone thank you guys for listening watching sharing it means so much to us i hope that you guys have a great week We got another great episode coming at you next Wednesday, so we will see you then.